La 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 wait till I give my money right I had a dream I could buy my way to heaven when I woke I spent that on a necklace Hey everybody, Dave and Jeff. Wow, that ended quick. That was, yeah. that was a little funny. What movie was that from? Do you know? Mm-hmm. You got it? Titanic. <laughs> Fuck, damn, you're good. People say you might not know your music. That was outstanding. Yeah, nailed it. Hangover, Titanic, same fucking thing. Ah, oh, shit. What are you, <laughs> you, you going to do? Happy Mother's Day out there. Happy yeah. Stepmom Day to our friend Lee Sand. This sounds very tingy tonight. Do you hear this? No, I don't. Sounds fine to me. Your sound's fine. All right, you just asked me to lower your goddamn volume. Yeah, no, I'm telling you, it's really ting, ting, ting. I no. wonder if it's the microphone. No. No, no, did you change mics? No, I did not. I didn't change yeah. that one. I broke the one that you see right there next to you that's laying there. That's How'd the one you break I fixed. that? Last week, remember? I flipped the whole thing off. Yeah. Okay, it should be fine. You sound fine in my ear, just so you know. It might All be right. your headphones. Um, no. <laughs> that's what you say every time, and then everybody else listens, and it sounds like shit. No, Fuck. It sounds good enough for Stephen Woods is making fun of it. Oh, dude. Okay. A couple of things about Woods real quick. Yeah. Number one, we are on a, uh, I got three things on Woods. Okay. We are on a media text chain between, who's on it? You, me, Woods, Johnny Gennaro, Darren, and Jordan Carruth. Yes. So this has been going now for about two months. At least. At least, right? Yeah. It's incredibly funny. So uh, Woods, what the fuck did he do tonight? He did something on that chain tonight that was funny as shit. Oh, I know what it was. Tonight, talking about Chase Headley, uh, Darren was sending all the tweets out from local media members that acted as if Chase Headley had passed away. <laughs> Dude, he couldn't be more right. That's exactly was, what they were doing. It was incredible. Did yeah. you see that whole chain? He had like 10 of them. And they were all just people so deeply touched. And it's quotes from Eric Hosmer, who's deeply touched. And it's just Darren just firing him to us. Yeah. Tweet after tweet after tweet. Um, You know, Barry Bloom, another fucking guy. Uh, Barry Bloom, hey, I hope he's able to do in life what he... And so I wrote to Bloom. Well, yeah, when you have thirteen million yeah. in the bank, it's it's shocking how how easily <laughs> the dream to do what you want to do in life is is to accomplish. So Woods said, "Hey, thanks for the idea. It's going to be my bit." Well, if he tries to do this bit tomorrow, you know it came from Darren. Steve Steve did. I'll tell you the the great thing Steve did, and then the dumb thing he okay. did. Okay. The great thing that he did was on that media chain last week. He kept hyping the fact that he had done a Dave and Jeff bit and for his Everybody's Got a Podcast podcast. Yeah. And he was like a little kid in the corner jumping up and down looking for attention. Oh, this bit's great. This bit's great. And he goes, now it's posted. So I wrote on the chain, well, all of us will just drop whatever we're doing and go listen. <laughs> well, I did, and it was freaking brilliant. You just heard it today? Yeah, I just heard it. I literally heard it 20 minutes ago. Okay. I, I didn't ha- comment. It was funny because he re- put it out on Thursday. Yeah. And I didn't respond till I didn't How much of it did you hear? The whole thing. 
It's unbelievable. And so I tell you what, I was thinking, I don't want him to think, because I love Stevie Woods as much as I yeah. give him shit. Oh, he's great. I love him. He's one of our favorite guys. But you had I, no I, faith in the bit, right? No, I didn't want to hurt his feelings thinking Dave hasn't responded, so maybe he's his feelings were hurt. Well, no, and he didn't write me anything saying, are you upset by the bit? But I didn't respond because I didn't hear it until literally right now, and I told you right before we went on the air. It was fantastic. It was great. So what he did was he took, he said because the podcast goes two hours, he has a thing where he can speed it up. But he said, I hit the button twice and it slowed it down. And you hear this podcast at about a third speed. We sound so fucked up. And yeah. I, Dave, I was I was dying. And I told him, credit where credit is, it's fantastic. Yeah. It was fantastic, hysterical. So he was riding the wave. And then today was the first Mother's Day. And it's a time that we all remember as parents, your first Mother's Day as a father, first Mother's Day for for your wife. And uh, he wrote on Facebook that it got off to a bad start because the necklace that he bought for his wife, Hannah, broke about two seconds after she put it on. Yeah. And that you just go, oh, that just sucks. You just feel bad. But then he wrote that the T-shirt he got for her uh, was two sizes too big, and he put men's XL. Yeah. And you go, oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> You're like, uh... and I just, I wrote on his Facebook, so much to learn, Daniel. So. That is true. That you, is so you, funny. You don't. You, there's, there's never a time in your life, ever, where the woman who you love more than anything in the world you will purchase a men's XL for her. Yes. it's You don't buy her an XL no. t-shirt and go, hey, what do you think? You don't buy her men's XL gloves, right? Yeah. Shoes. You don't go, hey, I got you a great deal on uh, Kevin Durant. So I got your size. <laughs> men's 13, right? You can see Hannah walking around in Kevin Durant shoes. Yeah, men's 13. Oh, my God. You just... Uh, that that's that's where you need to go for help yeah you need to say hey i'm i'm thinking about getting her this really cool probably like a skinner t-shirt and uh and um okay it's cool what my god that that looks big what what size is that it's it's a men's xl what (laughs) what are you doing yeah so I just I just saw that today. I was like, oh, you know, what's funny though. If if you spoke to Stevie Woods, or you heard him anywhere when he was on thirteen sixty before he's even on ten ninety. Yeah, you could ask him anything before this baby was born and say, you know, anything. Hey, what do you think the Chargers are going to do in twenty seventeen? You know, I'm expecting a, a son in February. He was yeah. so proud. I mean, he talked yeah. about a father that couldn't be happier for a son to get here. He is a sensitive person. I imagine. The first Mother's Day, he was thinking in his mind, I'm going to knock this out of the park. Yeah. I'm going to do it right because he knows yeah. she's doing the majority of the hard part. Yeah. And I'm going to go out and buy her a brand new electric razor. Yeah. <laughs> buy her a beer trimmer yeah. and a weed Nose whacker. trimmer. <laughs> anyway, it completely blew up in his face. It did not work out so well. Well, I mean, he was off to a good start with the necklace. No wonder his mother-in-law hates him. No, I'm just kidding. I have no idea if his mother likes him. <laughs> <laughs> keep, buying, keep buying your wife men's XL yeah. t-shirts. You're going to be in trouble. Now, the only time that would work is if it was 
like a like a nightshirt, right? Yeah. Like if Hannah goes, uh, if Hannah's like a a lot of wives that goes pajama bottoms and a t-shirt. Then you go, all right, cool. I've got, and then it's always funny because like a men's XL t-shirt that fits us, it always goes to their knees and you go, cool. But if you're like, hey, I know you and the girls are having lunch on Tuesday. You're going to go out to Solana Beach. You're going to go to the Poseidon. So I got you this t-shirt that I thought you'd like. And it's it's a uh, Road Warriors t-shirt. Yeah, it's where you... I, I mean, it, you, you'll, he'll be able to fix it. Yeah. It's going to take him a little time. I mean, it's a little bit like the sinkhole, right? Yeah. The sinkhole, and he may have cracked the gas line right there. I'll but, tell you why he's fucked. He's completely fucked. Father's Day is in a month. Oh, yeah. She's going to do it right. Yeah. And he's going to look oh. like a total asshole. God, If you feel bad true? today, jerk, you're going to feel really bad in about 30 days. Isn't that true? Yeah. Because she's going to come... There'll be something, like, I guarantee you he didn't do anything with Bo in it. There was no, um, what's that goddamn place at the mall that they charge you? <laughs> Things Remembered yeah. or anything like that? Right? The, the, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe that. Maybe it was a picture of her and Bo on the t-shirt. Probably not. She wouldn't wear that. Come on. Right? No. Yeah, but not doing that. She's not wearing that. No, but you go, okay, well, let's get a jewelry box, and when she opens yeah. it, it'll be Bo's picture or whatever. Exactly. A bookmark. Go get, I mean, seriously, you go, you get a laminated book. I My kid's school used to do spring for spring pictures, and they, who this company is, there's shit. <laughs> it was the coolest idea. I think they're called Life Touch. Yeah. And Life Touch would give you here. I'm going to call Life Touch and give them a kick right in the nuts because they do. I swear to God, it feels like they do four photos a year. But then, when they do the spring pictures, it's always like the kids always out in the middle of like a lilac field. <laughs> yeah, my my fucking son's not out picking lilacs. You know what happened to just the the <laughs> blue or the gray? Old Olin Mills. Absolutely, yeah. right? Can I just put him there Please. and have him sit down? Why is he always standing up with his thumbs and his belt loops? Like he's fucking Emilio Estevez. Can he just... <laughs> but the one thing that they did was they would give you... like I don't need the 8 by 10 or any of that bullshit. But they would give... At least for me, they'd give you a laminated bookmark. Yeah. And I I loved it. And I've got them from different years, 13. And then, of course, they stopped doing it. So they bring it back this year. I go, this is great. What's a bookmark just on photo paper? Like they just printed enough photo paper. Anybody who knows, Dave, are you going to want to take a, a picture and use that as a bookmark? Fuck no. no, it's going to get all folded. Yes. Up. But, um, yeah, that that would be it. That would be it. It's, uh, it's funny, man. Mother's Day is always... Always interesting. First of all, I, I realized my three favorite things. All right, mm-hmm. my, my the three things that I think are basically off limits. Where if you, you abuse any of them, I lose my mind. But you know, dogs. You and I right. are a huge dog sure. lovers of dogs. Okay, sure. Kids, anything for kids. Right, kids right. are off limits. And moms, moms yeah, are the absolutely. best. Those are my three favorite things. I've realized where those absolutely. are the things that are untouchable. Those are those are sacred. So 
you try and do the the best thing for moms for for my wife who who obviously gave me my two boys. You know, I try and do yep. something nice, but my wife doesn't like me to spend money. People always ask, "Do you have a wife that spends a lot of money?" No, she doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't spend money. If anyone spends money, it's definitely I'm the one that goes out and spends money on myself. But she doesn't want anything. If I send flowers, she'll sit there and say, "Don't send flowers; they'll be dead in a few days." I could have bought something else with that money. Please don't do yeah. that. This year, I actually went and spent flowers on my wife. I sent them to her her work. By oh, the way, like she calls movie. me up. But she pulls immediately. I appreciate the flowers, but it's not worth it. Don't ever do that again. Well, I've heard that for years. Yeah. But but I did it anyway this time around because I already got her Mother's Day gift um, a, a week before. So what did you get her? You know what? She asked for it, She asked, which is fine with me. I wish people would yeah. say, tell me exactly what they want or a gift card for me. For guys, guys always say, give me a gift card. Yeah. Let me pick it out. But she said, she goes, my Fitbit broke. I want you to give oh, me another nice. Fitbit. I want to Perfect. know how many steps I'm getting in during the day. Can Good you give me another one? And it, it was simple enough. So easy way to do it i don't want mother's day to pass without getting anything so i did i sent flowers so i also nice. sent him for i know you saw it on my twitter today couldn't have been yeah. more upset but i sent flowers to my mom and usually my sister lives in tennessee and i knew she was taking her out today and my sister and i will usually go in i'll go how much you yeah. spend and i'll send you a check so this time i said i'm gonna send flowers to my mom ah. and and i said i'm gonna do this because my mom's gone through a really tough time you yep. know as bad of a year as you know you and i talk about she's had a really tough time so she's still in the house She's still in the house. I wish she would get out of the house. Yeah. And her health has been really bad since my dad, you know, passed away. Since my dad took his own life, she's in the house, you know, right, right there by yeah. the room where he took his own life. I don't know how she walks by that room every day. So I, I, I've told her, I go, I wish you'd sell this house, you know. And yeah. anyway, so we, we've gone through that whole thing. So I said, I'm gonna make this as nice as we. I knew my sister was gonna take her out today. I'm gonna spend a lot of money on flowers, and I did. I spent a lot of money. Usually, when I spend money on flowers, I don't go crazy. It's about fifty bucks. Yeah, right. This was well over a hundred dollars. Okay. okay. I mean, it really, I, like I yeah. clicked everything you could click on the box, and I'll tell you the company is Pro Flowers. I Absolutely. Think you and I, tell them we did commercials for them. That's why I was shocked you went back to them because the flowers that they sent to the station for us all look like shit. That, and that's that was extremely disappointing. So she called me and said, "Hey." Did you send me flowers? And I said, I did. I go, why would you guess that? She said, I just had a feeling you were. And I did. She goes, they didn't come in. Call and get your money back. I don't want them. Don't, don't send them to me on Monday. Yeah. None yeah. of that shit. Don't send them to me. Just get your money back. And so my wife says, I'll take care of it and send some, her something nice. Didn't matter. There wasn't okay. No. So I ripped him on Twitter. And it used yeah. to be, when if we and I were doing a radio show right now, I could never do what I did today because oh, the yeah, bosses people would panic. probably would get fired over it. You yeah. know? They would tell you, you can't go after a sponsor or a potential sponsor. Yeah. So she didn't get anything today for Mother's Day for me. I was very upset by it. So my parents have been married 53 years. First time in yep. 54 years that my dad wasn't there with her. And I said, I wanted to make this day great. And they, they left her high and dry. They fucked her over. So, so what day did you put the order in? I put the order in on Thursday. No, Wednesday, maybe. Maybe it was Wednesday. And, right. and I even paid the extra $11 to guarantee she would get them. Yeah. Not today, but get them yesterday. Okay. Oh shit. Okay. And so, um, anyway, they they didn't come in, and and I, I and I, I put them on Twitter, and tw yeah. they finally wrote me back. I don't know if you saw their yeah. response. And I said, "That's great that you want me to reach out to you and, and go over the confirmation number, but tomorrow, Monday, is not Mother's yeah. Day. It's you missed the boat. Yeah, you, you missed what I was trying to do, what I what meant to her, and whatever the excuse is going to be. I'm sure they'll credit my credit card. That's not the point. The point is that they dropped the ball, and yeah. this is." They're big. This is their Super Bowl. This yeah. is where they make their money through Valentine's Day and Mother's Day. No shit. And they, yeah. they dropped the ball. Yeah, I was pissed. I, I was. I was really pissed off that it didn't go through today. Yeah, it's funny. Our company uh, does the same thing. I do it all the time through Twitter, but it's completely different because it's how things have changed. If you complain, uh, I probably would have told you don't write the uh, 
motherfucker line. No, I said thanks, fuckers. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, but yeah, obviously- <laughs> you and my son are the same. He said the same thing. Everything was good until you wrote thanks, fuckers at the end. Yeah, because uh, I'll tell you this for anybody listening, uh, and for Dave too. The the people that get it can buff you out. Yeah. And I'm gonna say there's a 99% chance that they had nothing to do with the fuck up. No, what they do no. is they find a flower shop were, in Nashville, and the people in Nashville yeah. take care of the second half. But if you're like, what I would tell you to do, and I know today you were with family, you couldn't have done it, but I think they were ready today from reading it. I think they were ready today to, to take go care of me. bring a shitload of stuff over to her. Probably were. To buff it out. and And... But I understand yeah. you're with family. You don't and want to be. Yeah. At that point of the day, that part of the day belonged to my wife. And I was in yeah, yeah, yeah. with my wife. No, I hear you. Who was going through a horrible day because this is the first Mother's Day she's had oh, without her mom. Oh, my God, right? Her mom yeah. passed away last year shortly after Mother's yeah. Day. And so she's with her sister. And my I never, my wife usually doesn't cry all weekend long. She's been yeah. crying. And so this has been an extremely tough weekend for her not having her mother here. Yeah. So I would say... Um, Give them a chance. Yeah. Tomorrow, I'll, I'll let you know what happens on the podcast, yeah. next podcast. I'll let you know how they took care of it. Because I do it a lot for our company. Yeah. I handle it. I took it over because they were like, well, who hand, who's on social media? Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm on there all the time. <laughs> like, all right, calm down. Yeah, you with the big belt buckle. Calm yeah, down. calm down. But, um, but the cool thing is that I kind of have the juice that if somebody has had an issue, if, if I had that, yeah, I I got the authority to buff you out, so I would just say, uh, for anybody, being vocal on social media is unbelievable, um, unless you're dealing with the Union Tribune. The Union Tribune <laughs> sucks worse than anybody. The Union Tribune's the fucking worst customer service. But when you get to legitimate companies like Pro Flowers or others, I would just say go through the social media, um. Let them know your frustration. Tell them what happened. I, I saw she asked for your order number. Yep. Make sure you've got all that available. And then give them the opportunity. To but I would it. also say, um, I would also say you don't have to just settle for getting your $100 back. Um, but you're also not going to get $900 back. Yes, you know course. what I mean? Yeah, I'm not suing them. This no, is not no, no. People's court. No, I understand. But I would say hold their feet to the fire a little bit. Yeah. And let them know what happened. But I would also say give them an opportunity to to see what they want to do. Yeah. Because I'll just tell you when it's us, uh, I'm like, ah, oh, that sucked. And, and a lot of times I'll put myself in the position of the person. And yeah. I'll be like, ah, oh, that sucks, man. And then all of a sudden I'm I'm team Dave. Yeah. I'm not I'm not team pro flowers at that point. I'm like, Dave, that really sucks. And here's what I can do for you. I can give you a box of stale chocolate covered <laughs> cherries. But you're right. Uh, you're right. And I would assume that's a big time company that understands what today means. And, yes. and I thought what you wrote, which was, uh, yeah, it's not Mother's Day on Monday. Yeah, they know that. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's it. And my guess is I'll get my money back. And they'll probably try and still send my mom something. But that's not that again. That that they missed the moment here. That's all I can say. Is I was disappointed. It didn't go the way I wanted it yeah. to go. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> apparently the worst Mother's Day gift I ever bought her, and I blame Steve mm -hmm. Hartman one hundred percent. Yeah. Do you remember Steve and Chet used to do those commercials for Vermont teddy bears? 
Yes. The only time my wife racket. Yeah. It's the only time my wife ever complained was when I got her a damn Vermont teddy bear. She's like, send it back. And she never says that. She looks like anything. Yeah. And she just What was the problem with those guys? She just thought it was ridiculous. She goes, I don't fucking have stuffed animals. I'm not a little kid. I don't need a goddamn teddy bear. What do you want me to do with this shit? You know, she goes, I don't need it. And and I was like, you know what? You're right. You don't need it. What am I doing? Why would I think getting a teddy bear? Because fucking Steve made it sound so good that I ordered a Vermont teddy bear. Yeah. Ladies man that he is. Yeah. Um, it's a place right here. I drive by it on the way in. Yeah, that, that um, the AMC where the AMC and the Otay Ranch Mall is that what that is? Yeah, I remember. Funny, I was down here with my sons. I'm trying to think of what the hell we even came. Oh, we came down here when you fucked us that night when you gave us that fake oh, you information son of a bitch. for Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, great information. So we wasted an hour coming down here. I forgot I'd left three hours earlier. That's why we'd wasted time down here. I couldn't remember why. But we're walking around that mall. It's a pretty good mall. Yeah. Uh, not great. It's but, not a great mall. No, but it, but overall, it's kind of cool. But it was really funny because as we're kind of walking it, um, there's a Build-A-Bear there. Yeah. And I said to these guys, like, as I'm walking, I go, you were two years old. And me and your mom brought you in there, and they still have them. Wow. They had... Uh, funny uh, they had a, a really cool teddy bear that they made when they were like two i mean yeah. they didn't make it we we helped them but uh it was like a in a charger outfit which okay. we fucking chucked that out the door <laughs> and then uh and then my my other son again we got him a uh like a monkey but i'm telling you it's one of those things for them yeah that will probably be passed down to their kids but again they were two yeah. at the time they weren't 31, um, where they'd have been like, what the hell is this? Could have got me vape. (laughs) Edible. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, it could have got me an edible. You could have done anything. And and that's the the road you chose. Yeah, that that, you can't. Like, I would say Mother's Day, and this was what was funny. My sons had functions going the last two Sundays, so I didn't see them on Sundays. So Thursday, I'm sitting at work, and I'm thinking, I, I haven't heard from my wife like what she wanted to do on Sunday Yeah, regarding the boys, because I'm like, okay, well, she's going to have the boys. So I texted her. I go, hey, what's your plan for Sunday? And she said, you know, you haven't been able to see him for the last two weeks. I didn't want to take him away from you, so I didn't make a plan. And I was telling other friends that, and they said, the one thing you guys have done is kept it above board the whole time. And I'm yeah. really proud of that. And I think she is too. And I was like, you're freaking crazy. I'm like, first off, I appreciate that you're looking out for me. I go, it's, it's Mother's Day. And so they, she got to hang out today, which was nice. But like the thing that I remember, David, was going to what you said about um, not spending money. I would say that <laughs> from personal experience, <clears throat> it's terrible advice. Don't listen to them. Because my wife did that a year ago. She said, um, hey, I don't really want anything for my birthday. Her birthday's April 1st. And and like people fucked with her when she was a kid because it was April Fool's yep. Day. And they would give her like big boxes. And then there'd be like a little piece of shit. Like really yeah. shitty things. And she hated it. So her birthday was always kind of a challenge when she was a kid. But she had said to me. Money was different at the time, not that great. And um, 
She said, hey, I don't really want to do anything for my birthday. And even though we'd been together 13 years, I knew better. I kind of listened to her. Yeah. And we really didn't do much. And like she said to me like two weeks later, she just started crying. She goes, that sucked. She goes, my birthday sucked. Because not only had we not done much, but she hadn't heard much from her friends. And so I told my sons, I go, look, her birthday was a drag, but I know she's the way you are and probably your wife and I am, that as I was telling uh, my brother's girlfriend today, everybody can have a birthday, but Father's Day and Mother's Day are different. And so we went above and beyond for Mother's Day, made breakfast, right? Make French toast and bacon and eggs and do all those kind of things. And, And even if you don't, and you know, my kids at the time were in fourth grade, but it was like, look, man, projects, I want pictures, yeah. I want a letter to your mom, all these kind of things. And it's like, uh, I love my mom because she lets me watch basketball. Well, all right. Well, that's a real fucking sack of shit effort, but <laughs> whatever. I'll let it go. But um, but it was cool. And I know, I know um, so today they went to Avengers okay. and got to see it. And we were at uh, their basketball game yesterday. I was just sitting with her. My one son just got his braces off, and those two just crush popcorn together at the movie. Like, they just crush it. And it's the first time he's yeah. got braces off in, in three and a half months. And so I was just sitting with her, and I go, what's your plan for tomorrow? She goes, you know, I don't know. Um, I go, you should take him to the Avengers movie. You know, I said, I think you guys would get a kick out of that. And she goes, yeah. And she goes, Kate can eat popcorn, huh? And I go, yeah. And he's ready. So... <laughs> No, they had a great day. But if you Good. if your if your wife tells you, um, hey, don't spend money on yeah. me. Ignore it. Yeah, well, ignore yeah. that or or find the alternative. Make her yeah. breakfast or or do something like that or or just take her someplace yeah. that she likes and, and hang out. Because yeah, it matters to everybody. If they if you said that for Father's Day and they're just like, Hey, see you later, you'd be like, What the fuck? Oh, yeah, and I'm with you. Year. Father's Day is the by best. far and away best day of the year. Yeah, the you best. Know, but is. happy uh happy Mother's Day to Jane and to Tracy and to Rose and who am I forgetting? I know I'm forgetting and, and I believe me, I'm not doing it intentionally. But all of the moms, uh, I think Padre's Geekster yeah. and and whoever I'm missing on this, I'm I'm sorry. Um, but man, we, we love you guys. You guys are just the best. And every time you respond to something you heard on the podcast, I just cringe. <laughs> Cause I, I, I think of like miserable Padre fan or leisure or any of those guys. I go, well, who cares? <laughs> but then I see any of you that are normal. Yeah. And I go, Oh my God, such a moron. That is but so happy Mother's funny. Day to all Absolutely. the moms out there. Absolutely. Happy Mother's Day to all to all the moms out there. Hope it was a fantastic day for you. Hey, as I said before, we're, we're going to change things up a little bit Just if you missed the last podcast. Just let, well, I don't want people tuning off thinking, what do you mean? The show's fucking over. We did 11 minutes. Yeah, we did 11 minutes. Shows are actually 26 minutes already. This goes, goes flying by. Hey, I want to thank Brian Curry. Brian Curry, more than just a, a great real estate guy, the best in San Diego. He's, he's a fantastic friend to us. Brian Curry. Broker, associate with Caldwell Banker, selling real estate all over San Diego County for the last 20 years. Again, President's Elite Award. He is one of the top in San Diego County. He can find you exactly where you need to be. 
look, if everyone wants a better situation where they're at. Even if you think you're in a great situation, you might want to check with Brian and see what is the market? What is the best situation yeah. for you long term? Brian Curry is your guy all over San Diego County. You name it. Jeff always pushes away from those certain areas, but oh, you boy. name it. I was in Encinitas today looking at the Pacific Ocean. Absolutely beautiful. beautiful. Right? Carlsbad's great. If you want to go South Bay, you want to go to La Mesa, you name the area. Brian is very familiar with all the areas throughout San Diego. We can help you out. Escondido, Escondido, I should say, Chula Vista, all of East County as well. Don't forget, full-service broker, access to the best professionals in the mortgage business. Brian Curry's number is 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. You can also reach him through email, brian at com or his website, BrianCurryRealEstate.com. BrianCurryRealEstate.com. He's the guy to help you out to find your next place to live. Boy, I owe everybody a huge apology. I had no idea I was wrong. Larry Thomas, our friend, spent 28 years on the sheriff's department. Love that guy. Said to me, he goes, Jeff, you know where you're talking about, that El Pollo Loco? Oh, yeah, City Heights. He goes, no. He goes, dude, that's Rolando. That's known as the Rolando part of San Diego. That's not City Heights. Uh, City Heights, he goes, is down on Uni by like where the Tower Bar is. He goes, you know where that is? I go, yeah. So he goes, this whole time you've had it wrong. So I want to apologize to everybody because yeah. I looked it up. I drove it and I go, son of a bitch, Larry's right. The area that I have meant to say was City Heights was technically Rolando. And Brian Curry will not be selling a house to you in the Rolando district. But guess what? <laughs> but guess what? City Heights is still a shithole. I had it. I was wrong. And the Tower Bar is great. But the Tower Bar is the broken watch right twice a day. Yeah. There's nothing else over there except for about 14 Susie Wong massage parlors. And I'm not sending any families there. <laughs> so he's not going to IB. Yeah. He's not going to the Rolando area. There's yeah. a bunch of cheap motels. And fuck, he is not going to City Heights. While my landmarks may have been wrong, and I apologize from my soul for that, uh, the core of the message was right. There you go. We just have added a third area to where <laughs> Brian is off limits. And if you want to go, if you want to live in Rolando, call somebody else. Call guys that look through telescopes, not our guy. Because he's going to find you a house with some resale value. Funny, man. I'm yeah. getting closer and closer. Um, I think everything will wrap for me probably in September. And you, like I was thinking about today, I'm like, shit, man. It's going to be about that time where you start looking around. And you go, where am I yeah. going to go? What's it going to be? It's going to be great. And um the point that I emphasize over and over, two things. Number one is having a friend in this. I mean, I have family members that do real estate, and people are like, I go, Brian Kerr is my guy. Yeah. He knows it. I've said it every time on this show that when we're going, uh, whether I'm buying or we'll see where the market is at that point, uh, he's going to be my guy, 100% can have more faith in him. But, but what I love about BC right now is that we are doing this event on August 1st. And raising money for the five charities that we've talked so much about. And not only does he sponsor this show and do so many great things and interact on social media. Uh, as I started the GoFundMe page, immediately 250 bucks came in from yeah. Brian. Immediately 250 bucks, And that's 50 bucks to Rancho Coastal. That's 50 bucks to the Alpha Project. Yeah. 
Um, that's 50 bucks to stand up to cancer, to uh, charity that water, and uh, also suicide awareness. And you just go, shit, man. Uh, that's what it's all about. Yeah, and, absolutely and fantastic. He, he was fantastic and stood right up, has always stepped up. Uh, and luckily, we don't we don't bang that drum too often. But when we do, he's there, and I couldn't be more thankful. Dave, I know you couldn't be more thankful uh, for Brian for everything he's meant to this show. Guy's amazing, and he's going to be amazing for you as well. And when you mentioned the podcast, uh, gift cards to, to one of our other fine sponsors, lunch at Cali Comfort when you close Esker. I mean, really cool stuff that he does. He's great. I tell you, another guy I ran into the other day was Alan Taylor. Taylor made yeah, pools. Yeah, I had my Taylor made pool shirt on yesterday. It, I wear it all the time. It, I love it. Great merchandise. Between the hats and the shirts, Alan Taylor does a great job. Taylor made pools, look, 20 years in San Diego. Another guy that's been established here for a long time has done extremely well. Don't wait until the kids are right out of school for summer break. Remodel your pool right now. Taylor made pools that can help you with everything in the area from remodel, old pool, upgrade the tile. Don't worry about the surface. We'll take care of all that as well. Everything is up to date. You can call Alan or Stacy 619-449-4452 at 619-449-4452. And look, everything from the new, brand new saltwater technology, the, the waterfalls, the grotto, the slides, turn your backyard into a staycation. Here's Alan's information again. His number is 619 619- Four four nine four four five two. Also, you can catch them on Twitter. All these guys are great on Twitter. Yep. It's at T Made Pools. Perfect. At T Made Pools. And when you talk about giving back to not only the show and keep the show on there, but also at the same time to our charities. Yeah. Brandon Allen on Thursday walked up and he says, "Here's four hundred dollars cash." Unbelievable. And I, and I said, "I appreciate that." I go, "Is there any specific charity you want it to go to?" And he goes, "You and Jeff, you guys decide where it goes." It's going right in the general fund, and we'll split it up equally amongst all of them. Uh, Brian Curry is I sell San Diego on Twitter. Please follow all these guys. Retweet, like what they're doing. It's so funny uh, with TaylorMade because Dave he he hooked us up, and when we have our event on August first, we're gonna bring some of the shirts down. I hope Alan has some left. I wear it all the time. Yeah, I wear it all the time, and people will say to me, friends will be like, "With TaylorMade pools," and man, I cannot rave enough. I, I just say he is an amazing guy. And I uh, and it's great. Uh, another guy that we couldn't be more thrilled to be partners with. But I feel like now that you start judging people's pools, right? Oh, I it was funny you said that today. I was at my sister-in-law's in Encinitas again. Needs to be re redone. Well, not only do you think about redone, but you look at it and you go, okay, you're in the pool. Then you look out and you're seeing the ocean. I mean, yeah. it's just it's such a great view. And then I said, do you ever think about the infinity pool? And they said, if I had to do it all over again, yeah. we would have put one of those infinity pools right here. How great would that look? And they realized that they dropped the ball on it. Yeah, you're going to have the 3D look yeah. at it. So you're going to see it. But you talked about, uh, you mentioned staycation. And right now, when you go, okay, gas is 375 a gallon, right? Yep. Traffic, where do you want to go? Any, anywhere you have to go, even in San Diego. Uh, but LA, Santa Barbara, goddamn, Hawaii's going through issues. Everybody, Palm Springs. Everywhere you go, you're like, ah, airports are no fun anymore. So I love what you said on the staycation because you go, man, have that pool redone. Bring the grill out there. And you're like, why would I leave? Yeah. Why would I leave? Yeah. And talk to him. I mean, it, it doesn't just end with pools for, for Alan. He can do a lot back there for you. Really cool ideas. And, and all of a sudden you go, yeah, this is, <laughs> I got a three-day weekend. Yeah. And my three-day weekend, I'm, I'm going to go. 
down to the market. I'm going to get stuff for the grill, and I'm going to come here because I've got a tailor-made pool that looks fantastic. You know, speaking about uh, vacations, I haven't been on a vacation, at least with anybody, with my family. Yeah. Uh, outside of going to Arizona, but that's coach baseball. That's not a vacation. My wife doesn't go on that. Just my son's playing ball now. We're, we're going. My son and I are coaching, but he's not playing. We're going on our first vacation in eight, in ten years. I haven't been out on vacation since two thousand eight. All right, where that, are you going? That long. Well, and this is one I brought, bring it up to you because I think you're gonna find it cool. My uh, my oldest son said to me, he "Goes look, it's all about living in memories. I'm gonna yep. ta- I'm gonna take you on this trip, and he's paying for it. Nice. And he goes, this is where we're going, and he's taking the whole family, taking all of us to go." He goes, we're going to, we're going for a week. We're going to Boston yeah. first. We're going to fly in. We're going to see the Boston Red Sox play the New York Mets two games. Nice. We're going to go boo the shit out of Adrian Gonzalez because all mm-hmm. his Red Sox fans will blame him, even though he had his best year ever with the Red Sox. Fuck him. Then we're going to take a train. Yeah. We're going to New York. Yep. There's an off day on Monday. Nobody will go see The View with me on Monday, so I'm not going to The View. But I'm going to New York City, which is, yeah. I've told you forever, you always tell me how much you love New York. I haven't the been greatest. to New York since I was eight. As my kid says, that doesn't count. Yeah. So we're going to New York, and we're going two games at Yankee Stadium. We're going to see the Red Sox play the Yankees. Oh, my God. And we're going to be part of the whole deal as far as hassling the Red Sox. And we're, go- we're going. For- so we're going to enjoy a trip back east where really looking forward to Fenway. And I know this stuff to see in Boston, and we'll probably yeah. see a couple things there. But I cannot wait to go to New York City. Now, New York City is the greatest. Now, your son Jake put that out on Twitter. Did he really? Son of a bitch. I told him I was going as his manager. <laughs> so I already knew that trip. <laughs> son of a bitch. I thought I was, was going to tell you. good. No, he said he was going because he yeah. said, now this is what I love. Okay. Jake said that he is going and he wants to do five minutes at at one of those comedy clubs. Yeah, that's what he wants to do. He wants to do stand-up at one of the comedy God clubs. God damn, I love that. I freaking love that, man. Yeah. So, yeah, I just... He didn't say anything that Josh was paying for it. Yeah. I just told him, I go, hey, man, I'm in. I'll go as your manager. And he said, thanks to the dad I never had. <laughs> Motherfucker, dude. And he pulls this bullshit. He says, as soon as Josh offers to do this, and we spoke about it the entire way from yeah. he's like, didn't need us about this trip that we're all excited about. Yeah. He says to Josh, if you're going to hold this fucking trip above my head for the next three months, he goes, I'm not going. So I appreciate you paying for me, but don't fucking say you did this for me and I owe you for the rest of my oh, life. Oh, yeah. That's what brothers yeah. do. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. Jake already warned him about it. But yeah. Now, when is the trip? When we're going, you going? Uh, going around mid-September. Oh, Mid-September great. is where we're going. And be so the, both their birthdays are uh, 22nd, 26th yeah. of September. It's going to be... Exciting to go, but for me, going to Yankee Stadium, I wish it was the old Yankee Stadium. I can't, can't complain. As my wife says right away, call Brett Boone and see if he can get us tickets. And Jake said, don't ask him for jack shit. No. You know, we're, we're just going to go. Yeah. It doesn't matter where we sit. But You'll we be want, all right. We want to do the tour. We want to we want to check it out. But as you know, there's so much to do in New York and things yeah. to see, and we're really looking forward to it. It is great. New York is now how many days? I've never been to it's, Boston. I've well, been up there a lot. It's funny you say that. There's not a not for me at least. I know a lot of people freak out if you if you love you know American history. Yeah, there's a lot to do in Boston. You sure, know, Boston, Philadelphia. I understand there's a shitload to do. Yeah, Philly's a great. Yeah, city. I don't have a lot of interest. All right, I'll go. I'll do the trail, that one mile trail, the yeah, Paul yeah, Revere yeah. and all that. I got it. But I'm going for the Red Sox. Is why I'm going. Yeah. Okay. And I like this is weird. My my kids think it's strange. I like bridges. Okay, I always find architecture fascinating. Oh, wow. My favorite bridge is the Golden Gate Bridge. 
Okay. I love the bridge in New York, the one to Staten Island. I can't think okay. of the name of it. It's hard to pronounce. And the Brooklyn Bridge. We're yeah. going to walk the Brooklyn Bridge. Nice. Okay. George and, Washington and, Bridge is right there. And Boston has, has a fantastic bridge as well. So nice. anyway, I, I, for me, I find the architecture that these are man-made you know, bridges are incredible. So I, I said, for me, I'm excited. They think I'm nuts. But that'll be one of those things that I'm looking forward to going back east. New York City is so great <laughs> because it's just a grid. Yeah. It's, a liter- it's just... You know, you you walk and you go, and uh, it is it's the best, man. I mean, there's just there's an energy in. I'm a definite night owl. Yeah, and there is an energy that you will find in Midtown Manhattan, Times Square, Greenwich Village, then at nine ten o'clock on a Tuesday night. That you can't, you just, you can't match it here. You just can't because, and, it, and people go, well, does bullshit. No, it's not. It's not bullshit. It, make, it doesn't mean San Diego sucks. It just means you can't match it. Yeah. And when you go, like, like keep your head up. Yeah. Don't be looking down texting and, and just. Enjoy the whole ambience. I mean, I, I said it. The first day I got there, I was there with my buddy, Lou Pate. And I just, I'd never been to New York in my life. And uh, I land at LaGuardia. And I'm like, you're just taking everything in. You fly yep. in, you see a Statue of Liberty and all that. And I don't fucking waste your time with that shit. <laughs> they want to go. They want to see the Statue of Liberty. You're, you're going to give up on a whole day to do that. And that's where you go. How many days are you going to have in New York? We're going to have, uh, is it four or five? I would say do the, uh, yeah, four or five is good. Yeah. That's good. And when it's over, you're going to be like, God damn, I could spend 10 more here. Yeah. See, the thing that you guys should do, I would tell you, give up the day at Statue of Liberty and use the day to go to Cooperstown. Oh, wow. Because okay, Cooperstown like is insane. I like that idea. Yeah. And, damn, and just, that's a great idea. And just go, you know, give, give... I don't know that. What you're, am I looking at? Three hours of Cooperstown? How long? Yeah, the cool thing about Cooperstown is, like the first half you can get freeway. Yeah. But then the second half is all these, and especially in September with the fall, um, the weather starts to change, and you go through all these really cool little towns to get up there. But Cooperstown itself, it, wow. and you know Tony and Trevor and and all those guys will be in, and and give yourself, give yourself all day. Like don't don't go and yep. think, hey, we'll we'll knock this out in two hours. You won't. oh no no, I've been to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It takes a long time. Yeah, you want to be there when they open and hang till they close. But that would be my recommendation for you. But uh, we we land at LaGuardia, and my buddy Lou's Italian, like as Italian as it gets. He got this big like Lincoln. He's driving right. Looks like a Gandolfini car. <laughs> so we're we're coming out and. I don't know. It's early, like seven thirty in the morning, New York time. I don't know what the fuck time I flew out of Minneapolis to get there, and uh, like there's one lane open, and a guy is starting to get everything ready with the second lane. So there's like twenty cars, and there's one meager little traffic cone holding up lane two. So Lou goes to me. This guy's ready to fucking open. Go get, go get that goddamn cone out of the way. <laughs> So I go, uh, all right. So I go, and as soon as my hand touches the cone, the the guy working the window goes, what the fuck are you doing? 
And now I stop. Like, and Lou goes, hey, fuck off. Let's go. You got 20 people here. Stop fucking talking. Open the lane. And now I go for the cone again. Don't fucking touch the cone. Dude, I just died laughing. I was like, this is so great. It's such a New York yeah. minute. I've been here 20 seconds. And so I, I like I asked Lou, I go, what the fuck did we do? He goes, I don't remember if we moved it or if we left. <laughs> and, uh, and dude, get yourself a steak. Yeah. Because with all respect to whatever steakhouses we have here and great butcher shops we have here, dude, there is just, it's insane. Get yeah. yourself a slice and yeah. get yourself a steak. Delis, all the whole deal. Yeah. I mean, like. Like Carnegie Deli, where it's like $28 yeah. for a pastrami sale. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. But, um, but yeah, yeah dude, just, just do it, and, and it'll be great. Yeah. Dirty water dogs are awesome. Yeah. Although you'll get fucking gangrene or something. <laughs> well, it's funny. My son said that. He, first thing, my youngest one said that. He goes, I just want to eat a street dog. I want to see what they're like. Yeah, yeah. they're awesome. I mean, yeah. it's just Central Park. They've talked about Central Park. They're still talking about renting bikes and doing the whole damn deal. Central but. Park's really cool. Where, where, what I like is if you go the one area, which is a pretty amazing area. I know you're not a Beatles guy, but you can stand like you're right there at the Dakota, and you look where I mean, you can see. They won't let you in, but a lot of times the guards who have been there um, will tell you, you know, yeah, that's right where right John there. Lennon was. Wow. Yeah, I mean that that's pretty. Even if you're not a huge Beatles yeah, fan, yeah, yeah. and then right across, right across from the Dakota, is Strawberry Fields for Central Park, and that's just like the whole thing that's is cool. awesome. So. But I would also tell you the the one thing I would recommend is doing the nine eleven thing. Yeah, we because will. when you go down there, that of course. But uh, yeah, New York, man, nothing. No, like no, it. definitely, definitely looking forward to that whole trip. And that's just, really uh, cool. That's just great. for my guy Stephen Woods, who I know is probably listening right now. At the same time, I will be getting an authentic pinstripe yankee jersey that has the number three and ruth right across the back i hate that that fucking drives me crazy <laughs> well, press it on oh my god i hate that when people wear those yes. jerseys the, the yankees have never had their name on the no. back and they heat press yeah it. oh like it, i got yeah. it at like uh oh, it me nuts. like uh chick sporting goods yeah how can you wear that in shit in here i never understand that why true yankee fans could even let that shit go yeah, I, you know what I thought was funny is I saw Brett Gardner on MLB Network last week. Okay, and Brett Gardner, they were talking about. Remember last year they let the players they had those crazy like light yeah. blue jerseys, and you could put whatever you wanted on the back. They did it this year too. Okay, did it, did it already come up? Yeah. Okay, Players Weekend is that that already happened? Shut I thought out. it already remember. happened, okay. or maybe it's coming. I up. think it's coming up. So, and maybe I'm wrong. I'm sorry, but Brett Gardner put Gardner on the back, and the reason he said he did it. He goes, I wanted to be the first Yankee in history that had my name on the back of his jersey. I knew I was batting leadoff. Oh, shit. And he goes, I wanted my name on the back. And he, he put his last name. But it was it was kind of funny. His thought that's process cool. was kind of genius when you think of it, you know? Yeah, that's pretty cool. It was. That was that was pretty cool. So anyway, that 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 was it. That was kind of like what was uh, what was going on. I just want to say real quick, KUSI was great. Jeff yes. mentioned it last week. They, they let us come in, promote the co podcast. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Paul A lot of Rudy, people saw it. That was cool. Paul yeah. Rudy, Rick Willis, all those guys that were there. I was Rick Sasha Willis. Fu. Sasha Fu was not there. Um, you know, it's funny. Rick Willis, who San Diego guy, San Diego guy. But I got to, I got to rip on him a little bit. Mm. They're talking about this 1998 Padre weekend in 20 <laughs> years. Okay, yeah. And they're talking about the World Series, and then Rick says, "Man, what a fantastic series!" He goes, "I think I was at game five or six. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. You fucker. <laughs> 
And I'm like, there wasn't a game five and six. Yeah. Yeah. I'm he's sorry. not the only he's not the only one who that don't realize that they weren't swept. Yeah. Jesus. People still think the pods. Not everybody, but some people still think the pods won game one. <laughs> no, but are they being smart asses or are they no, serious? But because they mean, so many good things happened with Greg Vaughn and Tony Gwynn and home runs. And yeah. All that and shit. They, and I had this conversation today, but the person yeah. I had it with didn't live in San Diego with, yeah. at the time. Excuse me. I got the hiccups. But um, yeah, game five or six. Yeah. Well, six would have been in New York. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I didn't go. I didn't go out to any of it. I didn't even see uh, the thing yesterday. But I heard the, the ceremony that they did yesterday was really great. You know, it's kind of funny. I was trying to explain because my, my oldest son, I told you, is a huge Padre fan. I mean, uh-huh. he's like you. He knows the minor league system, the whole deal. He's into it, and it's killing him what's happening right now. But he was young in 98. He was yeah. four years old. Oh, wow. I mean, yeah. it's kind of crazy when you think about that. He's four years old when when the 98 team, you know, made a run at it. And I said, you know what's weird about being a San Diego sports fan? I mean, forget about all the losses. Mm-hmm. But that Charger team that went to the Super Bowl and that mm-hmm. Padre team that went to the 1998 World Series, how many people have died off of that, those two teams yeah. is very high when you look yeah. at that time span for any other teams in sports. Yeah. Unfortunately, how many people have passed? I mean, it was great seeing – I watched the the show after the game today with Caminiti and, and Gwyn highlights and all that stuff. But you're sitting there going, "Man, they aren't with us." That's no. so strange. Rob Picholo, Rob Picholo, Kevin Towers. I mean, it was yeah. it it really really upsetting when you think over and over again how many people have passed away from those two teams. Yeah, brutal. What's funny though too is, um, I don't know about the Charger. It's funny. You would think the Charger Super Bowl team, you would feel. More of a connection, guy for guy, man for man, yeah. with that team. Now there are certain guys on that team. We go, okay, Natron and Junior. Um, yeah, yeah, Rodney was a rookie on that team, which yeah. is incredible. I mean, Lou Bush, is, Lou Bush is dead. Yeah, you know, oh, a bunch of David Rodney Griggs. Culver, David Griggs. But that Padre team from '98, it feels like you can name the entire yeah. roster all the way through. And uh, yeah, that team. I mean, look, what's funny is the show started August 1st, 98, and we started by doing pre-game shows really early out there and then doing post-game shows that kind of carried us through the playoffs. But we had a connection with that team. At least I had a connection. I know you did too from getting guests from Bob Chandler, really starting in 95. Yeah. I mean, I started with that team in March of – covering them every day in March of 95 – and so you watched the whole construction of that roster every day. So while just going on in 98, but watching the whole thing from Joyner for BIP all the way down to to Brown and, and the Myers trade and everything else. But I just, um, I think that team was so much different than any other team that, that in my time here that this city's ever seen. I agree. Um, 84 was great. And 84 had a pretty cool blend of veteran guys like Nettles and Garv and Goose. But you also had, you know, Wiggins and Templeton and Gwynn and McReynolds, right? Kennedy. And, but that team, that 98 team, man, they just, they just had a charisma to them that was pretty cool. The problem was they ran into a Yankee team that, that I said a couple of weeks ago, they reminded me of, I mean, I've never seen the the Russian Red Army yeah. in person, 
But man, oh man, when those guys came down that that tunnel, yeah, at Qualcomm with Paul O'Neill and Tino Martinez and Jeter and Bernie, you were like, holy shit! Like no, yeah, tracksuits, heads, headphone, fancy sunglasses, cell phone bullshit. Yeah, and these guys were like, we're coming to win this fucking thing. You know what sucks as uh, as Padre fans. Honestly, in my lifetime, the two best teams I think I've ever seen, most dominating teams. 84 the, Tigers. The 1984 Tigers and the 1998 yeah. Yankees, to me, were the best team I've ever seen. They were. I mean, they were, as you, t- you know, talk about being a machine. But remember that Tiger team in 84? They mm-hmm. won 35 of their first 40 games, yeah. and they never looked back. Yeah. I mean, yeah, right? Yeah. Gibson I mean, when, when, I mean the, you know, the joke is uh, the Padres are 1-8 and eight in World Series. Look, those two teams are the two best teams I've ever seen in my wow. lifetime. Yeah. Just awesome. But it was uh, like it was cool. But I, I, I thought I heard Darren mention it the other day where you go like I the tenure was cool. But then I feel like they like Darren and Marty talked about. Did they do something for the 15? They did. There was hardly anybody there. They did. There weren't a lot of guys there. And you realize how many people oh, we're going to be back in five years yeah. for the 25 year. Yeah. yeah, you will be. I you mean, I, and I, I don't think Padre fans get sick of it. I mean. Unless things have dramatically changed, but it's kind of like this is what we're holding on to. Yeah, I mean. I mean, I know it sounds ridiculous. We do this every five years, but really, this is what we have. It's been and, a, it's and, been an uneventful 50 years. And look, the timing with Kevin's passing and Rob's passing, I get all that. And I, I didn't see it. Um, But talking to family today that watched it yesterday, they go, yeah, it was phenomenal what the Padres did. But, like I was telling those guys uh, today, you and I were lucky enough to know that team. Yeah. We knew that team. We were lucky enough to be, we weren't just on social media. There was no social media. We were in that locker room almost every night. Yeah, we got, you and I were there for three champagne celebrations. Yes. When they clinched against the Dodgers. Yes. Clinched the division. Boom. Yep. That was cool. That's the first time I've ever been in one like that. Where yep. And I was like, man, that shit burns. Um, and then we were there for Houston. Yep. Right. And we were there for, um, uh, what was, uh, am I missing one? Not two, but three. The Braves was in Atlanta. Braves was in Atlanta. I thought there were three of them. I'm only two. Am I wrong on that? Yeah, only two. Okay, two. Anyway, again, we we felt like we were, not saying we were part of the team, but that's as close as you can get to that inner circle that we always tell fans. Look, you just aren't going to ever be part of that inner circle. Yeah. We, it was, it was interesting. It was, it was really cool as a guy that was always a sports fan and then, for you, it's always following that yep. team. For me, hell, I'm getting paid by the same people that put the games on. Yeah. I was rooting for that team like crazy. It was awesome. Yeah, it was it really was. cool. It it was, um, like that might have. I was standing at the end of the dugout, at the end, all the way down at the end. Yeah, when Brocious makes that play, and I don't know, I don't know when I've been more gutted. As a sports yeah, fan. Yeah, I feel like somebody punched you right in the heart. Yeah. I was with you. I was standing right there with yeah, you. Yeah, right? But, I mean, that's... Like, we knew all those guys, but, like, that was my team. And having been able to watch so many great things with that team that year, to be there and then have to go and hear Boach and... Here, Trevor or yeah. uh, the rest of those guys on that team, Caminetti or Tony or anything else. One thing, I, I want to ask you this. I didn't see this, 
but apparently as part of the the presentation or or video they interviewed junior tony junior and yeah you dodge your helmet just felt good <laughs> I was wondering what that was that crap they they interviewed tony yeah. junior now i didn't see this but what i was told today was that tony said with greg vaughn coming to san diego that greg vaughn made his father laugh more than anybody ever and I go, I, I didn't even see the clip. I go, I'm going to disagree 100%. Because in your mind, who made Tony Gwynn laugh like you've never seen Tony Gwynn Ricky laugh? Ricky Henderson. Absolutely. Yeah, Ricky Henderson. Absolutely. There were so many fucking Ricky Henderson stories that are insane. But I'll we'll take you inside yeah. the clubhouse. For, for those of you that were not lucky enough yeah. to be in the locker room at, at, uh, at Qualcomm. As you came in, God, I, you come down the elevator and you make your way in. Dave, you remember it like it was yeah. nothing. And you would go to Bochy's office. The last two lockers directly outside the door from Bochy's office were Tony on the end and Ricky was right next to him. And how many times would we go in pregame, postgame, and Ricky would be holding court for an audience of one, which was Tony Gwynn. Yeah. And Tony Gwynn would be hyperventilating from laughing at Ricky. Yeah. It was amazing. And I, I just said, I go, look, I, I mean, Junior knew him better than anybody, but I go, I'm calling bullshit on yeah. that. Yeah. Because we probably, I don't know, I feel like we're at 75 home games that year. And it felt like every time you went in, he just had Senior's ear and had him laid out. Not only that, Tony did the best Ricky impression. Oh, my God. He did such a great Ricky impression. It was. Yeah. It was funny. The two guys, as far as thinking what you're getting before they get here and what they really wore, were Absolutely. night and day. Ricky Henderson's one and Kevin Brown's the other. Absolutely. And when, uh, you know, R Ricky Henderson did a couple things. I'm sure you have a couple of Ricky Henderson stories, too. The two that stand out to me were the story of him getting on the first Padre plane and Ricky sitting in the front. I mean, Tony's sitting in the front. Hmm. And Ricky asked Tony, why are you sitting up here? And he goes, Ricky, I'm sitting up here because I have tenure. And... Ricky always talked in third person. Well, where's yeah. Ricky supposed to sit? Ricky has 17th year. <laughs> <laughs> but Ricky says it dead straight. Yeah. Tony can't breathe, you know? Yeah. And the other one, Ricky's story makes me laugh, is he asked the media relations person, why does why does it say in the media guide that Ricky's married with two kids? Well, Ricky, aren't you married with two kids? Well, how's Ricky supposed to get laid on the road when it oh, says it's in the media shit. guide, Ricky's married with two kids? <laughs> we was, uh that was his argument back for telling the truth my friend todd villalobos at, at channel eight is a loyal listener to the podcast he knows the best ricky story ever it's the game that you declined to go to um the final regular season game of the year in 1996 yeah. padres dodgers and lobo and i are in the clubhouse for the last four innings which is again an amazing padre life experience that that i lived and i i would say it was probably about the seventh inning and ricky had just been down there the whole time and hanging out with us like not even on the bench just fucking around talking to us and all of a sudden he goes to the right and we can see him and he is using a pick on his hair in the mirror <laughs> and uh all of a sudden rob piccolo comes flying into the room he's like ricky and he like looks at me he goes you're in left you're in left go and he like 
kind of trots by, kind of like a home run trot. Yeah. And he just looks at me and Lobo. For some reason, I swear, I think Graham Ledger was down there. And he just goes, Ricky's got to go. <laughs> and he just, he goes up and uh, Towers is down there with us. Yeah. We're all watching this old kind of TV in the clubhouse at Dodger Stadium. And no joke, like the, the first batter, deep fly ball to left. And we're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and he turns left and right and left and right and then just hot dogs the catch. And that clubhouse, which was all... You know, just staff yeah. and and us absolutely erupted, just erupted like nothing I've ever heard. Um, and it was just a routine That's catch. Cool. But you're exactly right on Ricky Henderson. I, I felt like when he got here, we were going to see like a complete asshole prima donna. Yeah. God damn. He was phenomenal. Yeah. He was. And Kevin Brown, you and I never had an issue with Kevin Not Brown. I know everybody else did. But the, but the one thing that with Kevin Brown was just. Talk baseball. Yeah. Wanted like, to do his job. Yeah. He's just really serious about him, doing his job. Ask him baseball questions. Yeah. And then I kind of felt like we took that same approach with Ashby, who um, he he was a I, man. Andy had like just a determination that was, you know, and, and you and I have gotten to know Andy over the years. And what an amazing guy. But um, I just found like if you just went in and didn't grab ass with those guys yeah. and just went in and talked baseball with them. I thought Andy fed off of Kevin Brown so well. Remember, God, Brown would be Hitchcock, one, Ashby number two. Yeah, Hitchcock did too. Um, and you just found like if you just went in and and we were definitely trying to find our way. Not that we ever did, but um, shit, it it just it was great. So no, I'm sorry I didn't see it. But I guess there's a part of me, and I don't, I don't say this being smug, Dave. You and I were lucky enough to live it. Yeah. And I just feel like probably if I watched all that, it'd probably make me more sad than it would make me happy that a those it's been 20 years, and b like you said, so many of those guys are gone. Yeah, big time guys. The personalities. It's it was it was very interesting to see. You know, um, speaking a little bit about Padre baseball, they did make the move. They did make the move we yeah. spoke about. You know, Chase Headley no longer here with the team. Did. It surprised you the way the Padres did it. I, I know that sounds like a dumb question, but here's the deal: when you're the general manager and it's May and you put your name with a move, it, it's that's a tough move to sit there and say I'm going to deactivate a guy. Yeah. Uh, so he moves out. You activate. He's hitting 115. Yeah. Kudos to uh, James Clark today at East Village Times because James, with AC down there and Dennis Lynn. And A.J. Casavell and every Jeff Sanders or whoever else was down there today. And I heard Coach doing postgame. I didn't hear it on 97.3. James Clark, East Village Times. Uh, East Village Times was the first guy to get it out today that uh, Reyes, Fran Mel Reyes, is on his way up. Is coming up. Bro. 14 home runs at AAA, most in big league baseball. You know why that matters, Dave? It matters because Dennis and A.J. gave credit to James. Yeah, and I thought that was cool, and I thought um, if I'm ninety-seven-three, I'm wondering how the fuck did East Village Times get this? And coach is talking to the wind. I sent you guys a message. I go, if you ever want to hear what a guy does in solitary confinement, listen to coach right now. He's on ninety-seven-three talking to nobody except me. Um, 
But I, I was so happy for the guys at East Village Times who who loved this team and grinded out, and especially James, who had yep. it out. But, no, I just, you go, time to go, man. Time to go. And it, I, I do feel like there is a difference. That there is becoming a little bit more of a sense of urgency, that, the, that, that they're starting to ratchet up the intensity a little bit. I mean, uh... The guy that that I was excited to see last Sunday, I went up to Elsinore and saw Chris Paddock. Yeah, and now Chris Paddock was the guy that came in a deal two years ago. This is the Preller move. That's kind of a badass move that you really don't see a lot of GMs do, and and maybe we don't give him enough credit for it. When he has an established veteran guy. He's gotten away from the business model of, hey, let's trade Adrian for Casey Kelly and three other guys and hope that one of them sticks. He just goes one for one, i.e. James Shields for Fernando Tatis, uh, i.e. Fernando Rodney at age 38 for 21-year-old Chris Paddock. And I remember when that trade was made, I think it's a June 30th, 2016, because I was in Monterey, and I see he comes, Rodney goes out for Paddock, and I go, all right, well, who's Chris Paddock? And you start reading, and you go, kid had an absolutely, like, unbelievable strikeout-to-walk ratio, which I think right now today, after Tommy John surgery and three starts, I think it's 27-1. to That's incredible. And has not given up a run in three starts. So you start looking at these numbers and you go, what he had done at, you know, coming through the Marlins system, you go, shit, like this is a guy to keep an eye on. And I remember talking to you from up in Monterey, I go, God damn, did you see this dude? And you, I, I remember you saying, well, people called the show and hated it. Yep. You were saying people hated that deal for, for Rodney. I remember I got back a couple of days later and we were just talking saying, Chris Paddock may be on this team and five years Fernando Rodney's not going to be on this team be on yep. anybody's team in five years this trade's right. great and then Paddock blew his elbow out and had Tommy John surgery but um but when I went up and watched him and Dave look who knows I'm, I'm not one of these guys that thinks he's Bill James but when you go up and you watch him you go the guy is just so effortless in 93 and, and ball movement where you go holy cow like you're yeah. just sitting there and strikeout, strikeout, strikeout. Same thing they did last night. You go, this guy, why is this guy number 22 or 25 on our prospect list? Why is it? You go, okay, the dude's 27 to 1 strikeout to walk ratio right now. Hasn't given up an earned run. Who's Show me the guys that are that much better because they all must be pretty impressive. You know, it's funny. This is one of those things. I had this conversation with Mark Grant all the time or, or even the guys that we talked to on the show is the name of the game is getting out. Yeah. But it seems like the name of the game for general managers and scouts is the radar gun. And if, if, yeah. if for example, if you have a guy that's uh, six foot five and throws 96 miles an hour and you go to the pin and that guy is six foot five yeah. and throws 96 miles an hour, that's not really a change of pace. No. A guy like a Randy, John, a Randy Jones wouldn't get a shot today. Yeah. A guy like a Greg Maddox have a hard time getting a shot today. It's all about getting out. But yeah. they don't think of that. I mean, when you talk about the walk ratio – Walks are, are ridiculous. So yeah. walks are basically hits. I mean, you can't defend a walk. 
So over and over again, when you look at the stats, we read one last week where we're sitting there saying, okay, let's break it down. Where's he at and how many walks did he give up? How many hits? It was Brian Mitchell we were talking yeah. about. And we're like, well, basically 72 guys have gotten on base when Brian Mitchell's pitching. Yeah. Let's add the walks in there because they count the same as the fucking hits. Yeah. He's killing this team. Yeah. And if it's all about getting out, then I don't understand why guys run from it. No, I think yesterday for Paddock, I think the line that I saw was six innings, two hits, no walks, no runs, struck out 10. Yep. Perfect. And, and I mean, what else do you want? And I saw Lauer pitch last year. Went up to Alistair last year and saw Lauer because I wanted to see him. I never saw Quantrill up there. But I did see Lauer and really struggled coming out. Now, yeah. Paddock at that game last week had given up a couple of hits coming out and then just settled in. But that to me is just a guy. Now, I've uh, I've had a couple. His, his dad and I follow each other on Twitter. And we've just exchanged a couple of messages. Again, I, I, I'm not saying he's Mackenzie Gore or, or Morion. Yeah. But shit, he he pitched so he pitched yesterday and and I don't know what the Elsinore I don't know if Elsinore is going with the six man rotation or what they're doing up there. But I would I would say to John Conniff and and Kev Charity and the guys at Matt Fryers who do an incredible job I don't know because and and John and I had this conversation last year. The storm has to do a much better job of letting you know when these guys are pitching. The team has to do a better job of giving you the idea of knowing when these guys are pitching because you can go up and see Hudson Potts and Jorge yeah. Ona and and Buddy Reed, Luis Torrens, and that's awesome. But when Morion's pitching, when Buddy Lawson's pitching, but when Paddock is pitching right now, that's where you have to be like, dude, tonight, go to Elsinore. It's an hour away and go look at this kid because it sure feels like he's he's yeah. gonna be something special. I mean, Lauer and Quantrill were there last year, and Lauer's in the bigs right now, giving up five home runs last night, but a lot of guys struggle as young guys. But um but Paddock to me is just like you go, whoa. Something to pay attention to. I, I don't know what his ceiling is. I would yeah. claim to know what his ceiling is. No idea. But for what I remember reading, he is the exact same guy coming off a of Tommy John surgery as promoted. And when you go, we gave up only Fernando Rodney to get him 27 to 1 strike at the walk yeah. ratio. No runs in three starts. Awesome. You know, when I look at this team, and you and I have said this a bunch of times over, going, okay, here's the situation with the Padres. Mm -hmm. We aren't expecting a lot now. We understand this year is going to be one of those throwaway years. You know, they're, the team, the future of your Padres are in the minor leagues right now, and that's what real baseball, you know, followers are saying. You follow yeah. what they're, Worry about the Padres in the future. Don't worry about what's going on right now. I did have someone that say to me the other day, and I remember the excitement factor. When A.J. first took over as general manager of the Padres, saying – Look, I understand 2015 didn't work out when there was yep. Shields and there was Matt Kemp and there was Kimbrell and all those guys that they brought in. But the excitement factor was like no other, that something yeah. good might happen. And they go, you know, there's a lot of 2015 that I miss as far as as a fan going, I got to watch. Something good might happen here. And, yeah, it's, it's a tough time. I hope it works out for these guys. But as true Padre fans, you never want to see your team lose. And, yeah. yeah, in your mind you might be able to say, Hey, they're playing the Cardinals for four games. If they lose all four, they lose all four. If they split, they split, which they did. They ended up splitting yeah. with the Cardinals. But that's not what the long-term plan is, is going to be. 
it's you as, as a Padre fan. Remember the excitement factor when the whole we were like the rock star. We're looking at AJ. Yeah. Do you miss 2015? Not at all. You not at all. You're ready for this process. You as Great. a long heart, long time fan, you understand that I can take it because the rainbow is coming. It's completely different than anything I've ever experienced in my time as a Padre fan. And uh, my buddy Scott King, who we were in high school together and would go to these games, and he lives in Marietta, so yep. he lives five minutes from Elsinore. He and I have, and his brothers, uh, Jeff and Steve and Dave, man, we, we have traveled this journey together. And there are um, so many of you that are in that same boat. And he lives right there. And he goes, man, come on up. Sent me a thing the other day. He goes, uh, just sent me a thing from the storm where it's like Taco Tuesday. Yeah. You know, Thirsty Thursday. And you just go, yeah, this is where it is right now. Because it's the process. Headley's out. Mitchell's going to be out, right? Uh, all, all these guys are going to be out that they get rid of. Even Jabari Blash, which you just go, okay, this guy's not part of the future. And they are just moving yeah. the conveyor belt down the line. And you're seeing it. And when you go up there and you watch Torrance throw guys out from his knees, when you watch... Buddy Reed go from first to third on a on a line drive single to left. Um, when you watch Paddock strike out nine, um, you just go, okay, this is different. And and when I, I talked about this last Sunday night, when my when my buddy Scott goes, dude, I've been coming to these games for twelve years. The best guy I ever saw. You know, I remember when I was here and we were excited to see David Newhand. Yeah, because that was the highlight, David Newhand. Um, completely different, completely different. And now Hosmer's kind of coming around. You're seeing a different Hosmer and, and he's kind of figuring it out. And then you just go, all right, let's see where it goes. Yeah. I mean, Kane Richards struck out 10 today. Yeah. Against the Cardinals. Pretty good. So not bad. No. The ERA is way high. I mean, the 5.20 is too high, but he's not part of the future. Yeah, I understand. But, just, but, but when I look at guys like even Clayton Richard and Tyson Ross, mm-hmm. For me, I'm saying just do well enough heading right. into the trade deadline to say let's so you we can bring in more young guys to keep feeding that system. There might be someone that will overpay. Yeah, thinking Tyson Ross is the guy we need to get into the postseason and gives those guys yeah. an opportunity. It's a win-win. Yes, gives those guys a win-win. Yeah. Hey, go help the Cubs. Go go help uh, the Yankees or a team like that. Shit, I think it's great. But no, it's it's what I said, Dave. Having been through an ACL surgery. And all of a sudden you get to uh, week nine or ten and the stitches are out and you're down to one crutch. And all of a sudden you're like, no, I'm back to normal. And they're like, no, no, you're not. You have ten and a half months to go. You're like, what? Same thing. I mean, you still have at two years to go in this process. You're still two years out. And so, yeah, it's not you're an impatient group, but um it's different. You know, it's yeah. different. The one guy I've not heard anything about this year is Gore. No, I haven't heard much from Gore as well. And look, again, I will make, to make an excuse for Gore, at this time a year ago, he was still in high school. Oh, you know, no, to, yeah, I'm not, I'm you not know saying, saying bad, but I yeah. don't feel like... I mean, the growth process for him, remember, first time away from home, the yeah. whole deal as far as all of a sudden the season gets long and 
it's baseball every single day. It's not playing baseball twice a week. It's it, it's a whole different life change for yeah. a guy like Gordon. Hey, some guys make the adjustment really quick. I'm more looking at Gore next year. What does he look like in the minors a year from now? You yeah, know? I, I mean, I, I hope he's at Elsinore. Yeah. Um, but, no, I, I feel like you go, man, there's so many guys that are interesting. There you go, how, what, how far can Buddy Reed go? Yeah. Right? Reyes coming up, hitting 14 home runs. You know, what's his deal? And I also think, Dave, there's nothing wrong with it because it puts pressure on Margot and it puts pressure on Renfro and everybody else to be good. Yeah. Everybody else has to be good because if you're Perella and you're playing there, you go, okay, but Urias is down. I mean, at some point, you're going to want to bring him up. I I, I don't know why the, the big rush is to bring him up right now. Um, Right? I mean, I, I know he's... It's kind of finding his way to tease the whole thing. I I, yeah. I I just say it as a Twins fan that watched what they did with Byron Buxton, who was the number one prospect in baseball. They brought him up. They sent him down. They brought him up. They sent him down. And, you know, still offensively. I haven't seen his numbers recently, but he, he had a couple weird injuries this year. It's been kind of an off year. Kid flies. Does he fly? Yeah. My God, what a center fielder. Incredible. But offensively, he had not been yeah. struggling offensively through the minors, and he struggled at the bigs. And I just don't know what that does for your confidence. For me, when you're ready with Urias, just be like you're here and you're not going back. You know, it's uh, we, we spoke about this a month ago when we were talking about Christian Villanueva. It was surprising everybody with his home yeah. runs. But we said, let's see what he looks like after the Vance scouts get a chance to get yeah. a hold of him a little bit. And I'm telling you, it's one of the most amazing things to me in professional baseball, how good these advanced scouts Whoa. are for them to find the holes in your swing. He can't get a hit. I mean, he's yeah. been so bad in the month of May that if this was April, he would have been sent down or released. I mean, the guy's 28 yeah. years old. He's down to 226. I yeah. mean, absolutely terrible. He gives you absolutely nothing. No defense at all as it was. But offensively, you're like, hey, at least this guy can put it out of the park. You wonder, is this guy turned into the real Christian Villanueva or is he a guy that, that fixes it? It makes you believe at 28 years old, he's not fixing it. No, he's Eric, he's Eric Thames a little bit yeah. from Milwaukee, right, who got yeah. out to that huge yeah. start. Look, Remember Ben fun. Davis got off to a huge start. Yeah, but nobody was looking at Villanueva yeah. as the third baseman of the future. No, you're absolutely right. Hasn't been that guy. So yeah. right now he's been exciting, and he's been okay. The same thing with Freddie Galvis, right? I mean, Galvis all of a sudden forgot how to hit. But you go, all right, well, he's here on a one-year deal. Yeah. Nobody's, nobody's looking at those guys going, they're the future. Yeah. They were exciting for a time being, and, and you go, all right, well, let's see what happens. But I think for those guys too, man. They they got to find it. Villanueva's been a great story, but I, I don't think anybody looked at him and said, okay, it's funny to say it, but remember when Headley got here? Headley was Sean Burroughs. These guys were supposed to be difference makers in the lineup. They yeah. were supposed to be Chris Sabo, right? Or I mean, think about third basemen that have come up for other teams. Yeah, none of them lived up to it. I don't know that anybody had that pressure on Villanueva. A lot of people are very excited that Spangenberg's back. That's hitting 194. Spangenberg's not going to be that offensive force that you expect to be an everyday eight player. 62 at-bats, 194, not not very good. Margot struggling at 202. That's why at 198. I'm like you. I cannot wait for these younger guys to no. get some of those at-bats under, underneath them in the minors, prove they can do it there, and say the only step up is to the major leagues. Move them out. Move them out. Move them out. I mean, I think a lot of those guys – I mean, I saw Swahe on Twitter came out and was like, man, I've been garbage. I'm trying. I mean, it happens in baseball, right? I mean, you see it with so many guys that go through it. But I, I don't feel like any outside of Margot. Yeah. Um, 
But I, I don't feel like Swahe or Spangenberg is part of the long-term future on this team either. You know, we've talked about that position by position. That the, the last one I'll touch on is Austin Hedges. Obviously, yeah. we know Austin Hedges is hurt. But Austin Hedges at 173, okay, he's never been a hitter. You know what team Austin Hedges I think would be like a great player for? is a team like the Yankees. We have so much offense, but you have that one big glove back there. Like like yeah. Gary Sanchez is a great offensive catcher, not a great defensive catcher. Yeah, but he a got guy, hit for shit no. last time I checked this year though. Yeah, but 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 he he's still a guy that the Yankees think are going to, you know, big your big power guy too to put right there to rival what Judge and Stanton are doing. They say yeah. he's the strongest guy on the team. And anyway, I'm saying when you have a guy like Hedges, you can afford to lose the bat when you have a guy like that in the lineup of, let's say, the Yankees or the Red Sox. You have a bat, uh, lineup that provides so much power. If you're that good defensively, a guy like Hedges, maybe it's just with the wrong organization. Maybe this isn't the organization to be with because you can't afford to have another guy who can't hit. Uh, where I would send him is to the Mets because the Mets desperately need catching, and the Mets have an insanely good pitching staff. Yeah, they have a great pitching staff. And they're really good. And that's where you go. I mean, I, you look around at the Mets and go, shit, that that would that would be the guy. Much more than the Yankees. Because, I mean, for, for me, the Yankees pitching, they're all veteran guys. So how much are they going to be paying attention to, to what he's saying, right? But when you go to the Mets, a lot of those guys are right about that same group. That's where I would I'd, I'd cherry pick Alderson. Now, I, I don't know that they're... I don't know if they're looking for to, to trade Hedges once he becomes but healthy. But shit, man, you go, okay, you got you got Rafi Lopez doing all right right now. I don't know how much you feel like about him, but you go, all right, well, behind him is Austin Allen, and then we talked about Torrens. Another, I mean, you have, for the first time in a long time, you have depth at the catching position, right? Yes, you do. And you go, these guys are all, but, again, different levels, not at the bigs, but if they're able to... I mean, I don't know that the pods can afford any free outs. That's what I'm saying. It's just it, it kills you because you basically between the pitcher and hedges, you you're, yeah. boom, you're giving it away. And, and I mentioned the other guys were struggling that you think would bounce back because they hit better last year. Yeah, but it's it, again, they aren't trying to win right now. But hedges is one of the young guys that's supposed to be part of the future. Yeah, I don't know. I that, don't know if he's ever going to be a hitter. Uh, I think storylines moving forward that you watch and you go, okay, how much rope do you give? Uh, Renfro is one, uh, Hedges is one, and then Myers too. Yeah, uh, what, I mean, what about Jankowski? You sold on him three forty nine right now. Um, sold on him in what Me sense? Meaning that he could be an everyday guy. I mean, he's three forty nine. No. He has a home run, has a couple triples. He's extremely fast, covers a lot of ground. Yeah, but we've kind of given up on him a year ago, but now all of a sudden, he he's he's your your best outfielder. Well, he is for now, but what are you going to do with Jankowski if you just pulled up Reyes and Cordero's here? I'm curious to and know. And you have Margot and Jankowski, and then you're going to have Renfro and Myers come back. And I mean, then you have Perella who can play the outfield. Doesn't right? it make sense that right now Margot is a guy you, you would bench in favor of Jankowski in center field? I mean, Margot's hitting 200. Yeah. Jankowski's hitting 349. Yeah, but I still think you look at this team and go, Margot's our future, right? Isn't Boy, this the I, year to give? That's what I thought. I expect it, I don't know. I expect a lot more than 202. Isn't this the year, though, where you go, this is where you have to give these guys, you have to get the sample size where you can determine whether or not they can hang? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I, how many I mean, months do you go is what, what I'm saying. You always want to see that at least you're moving forward. Is Jankowski in anybody's eyes going to go to another team and be an everyday center fielder? No. Or is he going to be a very, very effective role player? 
to me, he, on a on a real competitive team, uh-huh. he's he's a reserve outfielder. Yeah, that's what he is. Yeah, yeah. But again, at three forty nine, you can't take him out of the lineup. Shit. I mean, even how you, many at bats? He has uh, forty three at bats. Not a ton, but at least he's getting the job done in his forty three at bats. Yeah. So eleven games, right? You go doing all right. Um, yeah. No, I like him a lot as a player, but I think it's probably too. It's probably one of those debates, wouldn't you think, between Andy Green and A.J. Preller? I mean, don't you yeah. think that's a fascinating debate between those guys right now? I think it is, and I think it's uncomfortable at the same time. Andy Green has to hate losing like everybody else. A.J.'s watching from afar and hates losing, and yeah. that probably only answers to Fowler and what's going on daily. But Andy Green's looking around that clubhouse every single day at, at 25 guys. For sure. Going, are you honestly making the lineup out to the best ability for us to win games right now? For sure. Because once the pressure changes and you're looking at a guy who's 100 games under 500, guess who becomes in, in the crosshairs exactly. number one? Yep. Not going to be Tatis, not going to be Urias or or Lauer or Gore yep. or, or Lamette. Going to be Andy Green. So he's looking at going, shit, man, I got to get this winning percentage up. Otherwise, I'm, uh, I'm done. All right, I want to ask you one, one more. I know I said Hedges was last guy. I'm going to ask you one more guy. We know Lucchese is the real deal, right? Uh-huh. Never expect to see Lucchese be sent down again. Eric Lauer right now with the 8.270, all right, feels like he's not ready for this level. You agree? But do you let him ride it out? No, I, I don't have any problem. I mean, I told you, I saw him at Elsinore a year ago. I mean, he was at Elsinore a year ago. So, um, yeah, you, nothing wrong with that. You keep him up here the entire no, year? No, no, no. Are you ready well, to send I mean, him back let, down? I mean, you let Perdomo come up and I mean, do it the whole about thing. confidence of sending your ERA is 8.27. Yeah, and five home runs and everything that gave up. No, I would I would probably think he's El Paso bound, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm I, with you I, on that too. I don't think he's – I don't think, it's, okay. I don't think it means page. he's done. No, I mean, the guy was at single A, pitching college two years ago. No. I mean, just give him a chance. And, boy, the ball flies – at those uh, pack league parks, oh, let him go down and find his way. And then maybe it's Quantrill's chance to come up. I mean, I think, David, it's funny. We talk about it with the NHL, with what's going on in Vegas, where you go, okay, what's happening in Vegas is not necessarily what's going to happen for Seattle. If Seattle gets a team in two years, they're probably going to be a standard expansion team, which wins 18 games. Just because it worked for Vegas doesn't mean it works for everybody. Same rule applies to LaCasey. I don't know that anybody thought Lucchese would come up. Lucchese was opening day starter at Elsinore a year ago. And so I, I'm not 100% convinced that he's up forever, too. I mean, he, he could be another guy that at some point, I hope it doesn't happen. But if it does, yeah, nah, man, just right now, you're doing great. I, I thought they stuck with Perdomo way too fucking long. Way too long at this level. Go down and, and find it and figure it out and come back. But now, when you have arms that are coming up behind you, I mean, we've already said, man, you got you got three pretty strong arms uh, at, at Elsinore that are moving, and I'm sure there's more that I'm, I'm forgetting about that are at uh, San Antonio, right, and Fort Wayne. No, arms are coming. The one thing yeah. this roster has a shitload of is, is arms that can throw. There we go. There we go. Um, want to mention August first coming up. It is a Wednesday night. I believe we will be at the East Lake Country Club. We are trying to get that locked in, but I believe that's where it's going to be. 
So plan on that Wednesday night, August 1st. A couple of things have happened. Uh, our man Tad Ryan, who is the lead singer and, and the guy who puts together Disappointing Joseph, they are in. Okay. Our 80s cover band is in. They are coming down. Follow Tad, follow uh, Disappointing Jay on Twitter and and book them for your events. These guys are coming down and doing it uh, pro bono, baby, all for free just to help out and be part of the event. And, and our thanks to Tad and to uh, and to Disappointing Joseph. Can't wait to see it. He's like, hey, what, what are we going to do? I said, dude, we're going to make this so band friendly. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, they're going to learn the Jack Wagner song. Oh, my God. Going to be Son perfect. I think our friend Nicole Eggert will be here. Wow. That'd be crazy. Which is pretty cool. Yep. Uh, I was going back and forth with her, and uh, and that's awesome. Here's all you have to do. On Twitter, there's a GoFundMe page. We put together a GoFundMe page. Uh, make a $25 donation. That way, $5 from from... Uh, that 25 bucks goes to each of our five charities that we talked about. Stand Up for Cancer, the Alpha Project, Rancho Coastal Humane Society, Charity Water, and uh, Suicide Awareness. Every dime that comes in that night will go right back out the door. There is nobody. Uh, Sean Walchef from Cali Comfort is making $5 pulled pork sandwiches. It's going to be great. Jim Trotter is sending over a couple of signed copies of his Junior Seau book that we will give away that night. Um, we've already told you we have Padre tickets were given away, golf for Ford, East Lake Country Club. Um, but my bud Matt Coyle, I, I saw the other night, uh, fantastic San Diego author. He's sending over books one through four from his Rick Cahill series that'll all be signed. Um, and just thank you. I meant to do this tonight and I apologize. But there are so many people I've said $25 donation. Gets you a ticket at the door. I'm just going to mention a couple of guys. My buddy Jeff King, who um, was teased about Family Feud. Yeah. He immediately jumped in when he saw it and donated 50. His brother Scott, which I didn't even realize, donated 51. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was awesome. Uh, Eric Barnhill today, $300 donation. Brian Curry, two hundred and fifty bucks. Alan Taylor, four hundred dollars. Four hundred bucks. Everybody is just stepping up and doing it, and that's just a few of the names that are on there. We don't have a goal. I wrote ten grand on there um, because they ask you to give a number. I was just like, I don't know. I, I don't. Nobody's expecting us to get to ten grand. But guess what? Talking to John Van Zanti at Rancho Coastal, where we brought the first two hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah. Um. From uh, uh, Daniel, from from uh, San Diego, uh, uh, Superior Fence. I was mind blanking. I was like, where'd we get the money from? When Daniel dropped off the money, I brought that right up to, to John Van Zanti. That immediately went to work. It was great. And so just go. We'll, we'll tweet out the link again. And, and our pal Lisa Ann is coming down. And she's coming down. She's going to be a part of it. But you're going to see... Um, I've been retweeting out some of the stuff from Charity Water that we found from Brady Phelps. Brady Phelps was the guy who tracked it down and found it. And Brady sent me a message. He goes, it's absolutely great that, that these lunatics don't realize, um, or that these guys don't realize that you lunatics, they're yeah. not, they're amazing. Um, 
that are attached to a porn star. Yeah. <laughs> but what I've said to everybody involved in the charity is we're not going to do anything that would embarrass any of the charities. We're raising money. Yeah. And it's going to be a fantastic night. We're working on uh, limited edition Dave and Jeff shirts that will be available that night only. There are a couple other things, surprises that are planned for that night that nobody knows about except me, which are great. Um, the only way you'll be a part of it is to be there. And so, yeah, it'll happen Wednesday, August 1st. $25 donation gets you in the door. Uh, like I said, where we stand tonight is I think it'll be at Eastside Country Club. Um, and uh, Disappointing Joseph is locked in, which is great. Thank you to Tad Ryan. Thank you to Sean Walcheff and Cali Comfort, which is just amazing. But uh, one final thing. I talked yeah. about Matt Coyle. Matt Coyle um, has a series of four books that are out. They're San Diego Mysteries. They take place. I highly recommend you get them. You can get them at Barnes & Noble, Mysterious Galaxy. You can get them online, Amazon. But his fifth book came out. It's called Wrong Light. And so Thursday, we went and got uh, Starbucks and bullshitting. And he goes, well, check it out. And the book is Rick Cahill, detective in San Diego, is called in to investigate a series of threats made against a nighttime radio talk show host. And it's very <laughs> crazy as I'm reading this because yeah. he and I spent uh, half a dozen nights together talking about different things, relationships between host, relationships between host and listener, program director, the whole thing. Um, Dave, the building where she works will seem very familiar okay. to you. It is AM uh, 1350. Okay. The talk of San Diego or the heart of San Diego. And uh, I, I would just tell you, he, he, I'm acknowledged in the front of the book. Cool. Which was really nice. And then as you go through and you start reading the radio angles of it, the different things that happen, it, it's pretty wild. That's man. good. It's pretty wild because you go, that's me. Yeah. That's me. That happened to me. <laughs> and then you go, well, I guess he was taking notes for a reason. Yeah. And, it, and the book is just, they're freaking great. That's cool. But part of it, not going to give away too much. Yeah. But uh, part of it's at the Night Owl. Like the thing that I love that, that Matt's done an insanely good job of is incorporating San Diego landmarks. So if you live here and, and have grown up here, the, the first four books take place in La Jolla. And they're really, really fun. And uh, it starts with a book called Yesterday's Echo and Night Tremors, Dark Fishers. I mean, they're they're just they're great. Um, but his name is, is Matt Coyle and he's become a really good friend and he will be there that night. And, and I love the fact he's going to donate, uh, books one through four. Fantastic. But, um, book five is incredibly cool. And, and I said the other night, I said, I, I don't know professionally anything because Dave, you, you and I've been friends forever. I love talk radio. I just love it. Or, or even through this. But I love good mysteries. And there's never really been a mystery that's taken place at a radio station. And here she is. It's uh, Naomi at night. And cool. it's it's the 
relationship between the voice that you hear come through the radio and and the listener and how it toes that line that you and I know um, of of they can be creepy. Yeah. Like I I said, where I think I got letters. Do you remember this? I got letters. Did I get letters at ten ninety? Do you yeah, remember letters it? at ten ninety? That's where I got them, right? Yeah. You remember those letters yeah. that I was talking about? Yeah. And it's kind of incorporated in, but the the thing that I will tell you, and the and this is what's great too that that I think he's done an amazing job of bringing over into this book is there's Dave understands it. There's there's a responsibility that you get when you're lucky enough to to have a job like that and you you better accept it which is especially at night nighttime radio is just the greatest and he matt's really done an incredible job of capturing it and putting it on the paper but dave remember like when we would do mornings or whatever it's just it's going to traffic and here comes your live read for Mattress Firm yeah. and everything else. It just felt very corporate where when we were doing nighttime sports talk, but if you could do nighttime general talk, man, it was just you, me, Ian, yeah, and, uh, and the listener. No traffic. We didn't have any ad-libs. And the later it got, the better it got. Yeah, it got crazy. 9.30, 10 o'clock yeah. at night. You could just get everybody. And I, I loved it. But... Like there's weirdos out there. There's <laughs> there's fucking weirdos out there, and management gets really scared for you. And you're like, just let me handle it. Just let me be it. And then they uh, they just get involved. But the one thing that I told him was, um, like I I don't think the letters would the letters that I got I got letters at KFMB, and I got letters at 1090. I don't know that I would call him stalker. I think that's a little, little severe. However, they were written on four pieces of stationery. Then it was smaller notepad. I remember it. I don't know why I didn't keep them. Probably because they're in some police yeah. evidence files somewhere. But they were the small note paper, and it was written in blue ballpoint pen. And the guy who had a man, I have to assume, who wrote it, pushed down so hard on the paper that the indentation came through on the other line. Yeah. You almost couldn't read either side of it because he ran. He wrote in perfect block letters on the front and on the back. But like I was trying to show an example of something. I, I couldn't even do it. I'm like, I don't even know how you do this. But perfect block letters just going front, back, four pages of stationery. And uh, you just read them and you're like, whoa. Yeah. But then I also remember that there was always kind of a feeling amongst other people that were like, well, how come I didn't get a stalker letter? <laughs> it's like it's like Ted Knight and the Mary Tyler Moore show. Like, what yeah. the fuck's wrong with you? You want a stalker letter, you asshole? Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then I just, I told you guys before, so, so strange. Yeah. at 1090, we had a guy who would call Hacksaw 
and then he would call me and he'd call Lee and he'd be like, you know, fuck you, uh, you're shit. So then people be like, well, who, who's that? I'm like, me. Yeah. I did it to both you guys. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But this guy, he had like a weird name, like, like diamond or something like that. And, uh, we would have the voicemail was a five minute voicemail. Remember this? Yes, I do. And every night for like three weeks, he would just leave me seven straight five minute messages and he would just go straight through it was a monologue there were no ums or ahs or anything like that but what i always said to dave when we would sit there and listen to him and i would listen for three minutes and then get bored and just delete him um but what i was always fascinated by was he would end the first message and he would say and then you okay it would cut off you think, okay, well, now he's got a call. He's got to punch through to get back to my voicemail. I don't even know how he found it. What's next? And it was like he had this seamless ability or this ability to pick up seamlessly where he left off. And so I would just sit there kind of fascinated by it. And then that pussy hack. So he's such yeah. a bitch. Call the cops. Call the cops. So now. Mike Shepard, the world's most nervous fucking gerbil. Fucking Shep. Oh, the cops are coming. Cops are coming. I, no, I know what it was. Our HR director, Katie, over there at 1090, really cool. And Katie sent out a message to everybody saying, hey, have you gotten any phone messages from a guy named, uh, again, I'll just call him Diamond. And of course, I'm the only other fuckhead in the yep. building that got him because pussy saw a nervous Shep. So I'm like, yeah. Well, what do you have? I go, I don't know. Guys left me seven five-minute messages every night for the last three weeks, and they lost their shit. They lost what? <laughs> and you go, okay, what? Oh, how come you haven't said anything? I go, well, because... I just push four and four and four. And then uh, Hacksaw was convinced that he was going to be murdered yeah. in the parking lot. Like the if guy. Be so lucky. You son of a bitch. I'm sorry. What's that it's Mother's loud? Day. What's that loud? Yeah. Saul wanted it. Saul wanted so much attention. He did. He wanted the whole talk radio deal. Talk radio. Exactly. Thought he was going to be uh, uh, Alan Berg from yeah. Denver. And so now, Shep, oh, hyperventilating, gimping around the hall. <laughs> and he goes, uh, cops are coming. So I, I don't even think you got to go. No, in. thank God. I had to sit there for like 35 minutes. Yeah. I had to look at a sketchbook. I'm like, I've never seen the guy. Yeah. And uh, But I don't think I got the letters from him. I got letters from another guy. But yeah, I'd get weird. I'd get weird voicemails, especially at KFMB. KFMB, they could get to us. iHeart, they wouldn't let you get. You couldn't get to anybody, which I thought was fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it was very strange. I remember at a oh. K- KFMB right after 9-11, they were so afraid we were going to get letters in the mail with anthrax. Remember? Yeah. Don't open anything unless you know the return address. They, they all freaked out. Um, one other thing uh, on that. So anyways, Matt Coyle, the book is Wrong Light. We'll talk a lot about it as we get closer to December. 
But if you love talk radio and good mysteries in San Diego, book is available for pre-order right now on Amazon. And uh, the other four are available. We cannot get out of here without talking about the fact Nick Hardwick got a four-year extension. Oh, fuck. Now, we were given... People look to us, which I appreciate. Look, that was given to us by three different people inside the iHeart building that said he was quitting. We didn't just come on and make that up. We were given that by three different people. So that tells you, Dave, they were convinced he was leaving. And you know what that also tells me, which is amazing? They went Ted DiBiase where everybody has a price, and they paid a shitload of money to keep him there. That's incredible. First of all, four-year contracts in radio are usually unheard of. Yeah. Unless you're Howard Stern. You don't get four-year deals. It's usually at the most you're getting a two-year deal. Three-year deal is very rare, but a four-year deal, and then you talk about meeting the price and money for, hey, good for them, but here's a company, $20 billion in debt. Yeah. You're going to pay a guy big-time dough. You're the last rated station in the market. Well, you were. And oh, so yeah. No, you, you are. are now. You are. You're yeah. still there. 97.3 passed him. So you're the last rated station in the market. You're going to do a four-year deal. There are other guys in the building who have been there a long time. Don't make jack shit. But no. I don't want to tell you. Hey, all I know is Nick does those commercials for the foster kids. Yeah. And I know Nick uh, obviously played football for a long time. In the NFL probably has a lot of money. Now he's going to chance to make more money. Good for him. Good for those foster kids that I'm sure Nick is bringing in. So yeah. C- congratulations. <laughs> it's a win-win for everybody all the way around. Get away from those bunk beds. Get away from that porridge that he slides under the door. Eat! And get those goddamn floors clean. All right. You think those days are changed? You think he's lighting up? Yes. <laughs> uh, here, Well, here's the reality. Go ahead. And, and whether any of you want to accept this or not, it, it's reality. And the reality is, for big-time corporate radio stations, Twitter doesn't mean shit. Yeah, it does. Reaction on Twitter doesn't mean shit. Because if it did, Nick would have been fired. He wouldn't have been extended. So for the vocal um, majority on Twitter that hate him and berate him, whether he's on Twitter or Instagram... Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he sees it unless he's blocked you out. But the reality is they don't care. They don't care. They make that deal because it makes business sense to them. So they are obviously getting feedback from sponsors that said, yeah, this is working. Nick promoting my um, you know, my furniture shop is working out great for me. And I, that to me is such a reflection of the city of San Diego of who we are as a community, that you go, oh, shit, Nick Hardwick, a guy who played for the team that kicked us in the fucking balls as a community, led the charge to to say fuck you to Dean, realized that instead of saying fuck you to Dean, he had said fuck you to himself and yes. cost himself an NFL job, somehow managed a way to salvage that job after saying fuck you to Dean on a radio station, and now has a, a forum, a morning drive forum, granted on the last place station in San Diego. Still, he's promoted on KGB and Kogo and everywhere else to tell you, God damn, we had a great draft. Didn't we? we had a great yeah. draft. And Gus Bradley and Ken Wisenhunt and Anthony Lynn, and God, this is great and fantastic. And we fucking sit there and support that shit enough <laughs> Well, the radio station gives him a four-year extension. 
Sorry, man. It's not fuck Nick Hardwick. It's fuck all of you. And whether you guys did it directly, I'm not pointing the finger at I think there's plenty of you that did everything you could to get that relationship ended. And I understand it and I respect it. But understand, you guys are the vocal minority where you may be the majority on Twitter. You're the minority when it comes to this community. My heart breaks for you. Because it should be a, a reality to any of you that want to believe we're a good sports town that we're not. It's not your fault. Not. Yeah. There's plenty of you that bust that do everything you can to make it great. But goddamn, if that didn't tell you that we're all salmon swimming upstream, no, the community of San Diego couldn't give less of a fuck. And and they support the businesses enough where as Dave put it. A dying business didn't look and say, Jesus Christ, what are we doing putting this guy on the air? And and personally, he's a friend of mine. He's a friend of mine. Uh, yeah, I, but, I, 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 strictly as a friend. I have no issue with him at all. And I tell you what, congratulations to anyone that, that can actually get paid in this business. Sure. But I'm telling it of everything I've ever seen being around sports and whether it's radio, whether it's broadcasting, whether it's teams and managers, it's the craziest contract I've ever heard of. I just, I, I look at it and go, fuck me, right? Yeah. And that has nothing to do with, there's no jealousy. Um, I would never want to work for Nick's boss again. Um, and like I said, Nick's a friend. But I look at it and go, this is, sorry. I would say yeah. this to Nick if he's sitting right here. I, I'm not hiding anything. Yeah. How the fuck do you keep a job after saying, fuck you? Well, fuck you to Dean and coming yeah. back. But then you have, whether you intend to or not, you're promoting the Chargers yeah, every day as the if audience. they're still here. Yeah, you've angered the audience. And, and, I can't explain it. Yeah, and I'm sorry. I kind of yeah. said, like, it's a fuck you to you guys. That's no, not no, fair no. to you guys. There, There's plenty of you, and I'm sorry on that. Because I think what you're saying is a lot of these guys have wasted a lot of energy, obviously. You've wasted a lot of time, that a lot sucks, of energy. Though, man. Yeah. That sucks. You don't matter. Yeah. Unfortunately... They're not paying attention to Twitter. Uh, we yeah. watch it because I love it. My friend Craig Meady, who pointed out the other day, which I thought was a great thing, pointed out the draft of 2016, which you look at and you go, Lauer and Quantrill and Buddy Reed and Lucchese and all these guys came out. Shit, I saw that from Craig. We talked, and then Craig put a video out that night that was hysterical where he, uh, he was doing this Facebook Live video. But... He didn't tell anybody that it was a Facebook Live video. So I figured it out because he just starts yelling at, uh, like I was like, is Craig listening to voices in his head? <laughs> because I'm just watching the video on his Twitter, and he's talking. And I like to because he stops and he takes a big drink of water in the middle of it, right? Yeah. The whole video, because we've all known Craig for, for years. He's just great. And all of a sudden, <laughs> All of a sudden, I watch it like three times. Somebody said something to him that set him off. And he's like, ah, no, no, I won't calm down. You're gone, buddy. You're gone. And I go, what the fuck just happened there? <laughs> so, uh, and then he goes, uh, then the next guy hit him up and started giving him shit. Yeah. And Craig goes, uh, how, how, how many followers you got? 11? Yeah. You're out of here, too. Beat it. And, dude, I was just like, light him up, Craig. Light him up, baby. Craig and and 
shit, all you guys, you know, H shape Preller. Yeah. All you guys, dude, I get it, man. You guys are all fighting the good fight. You're trying, but it's just that, that sadly is reality. We go, dude, they're not, they're not no, paying attention. They aren't. If they were, they'd understand. And, and I don't know, man, but shit, he, he got the gig and that's it. I also want to say this and then I'm, then I promise him. Okay. Done. What I said last week when I came in here after my meeting with Intercom was that they had said, as Dave just pointed out, they were beating 1360. What I never said was specific show. I never said that Cilio was beating Nick because I saw that all over Twitter. And I go, okay, well, uh, Steve Woods, Darren... Kaplan, um, those guys aren't going to be talking about it. So what's your source for that story? Or your source would be the Dave and Jeff podcast, which, of course, nobody gives any fucking credit no. to because it's not in the paper. Nobody's mentioning it because the ratings haven't come out yet. So it's fine if you're like, yeah, well, you know, they're losing. Well, where'd you find that? Right? Did yep. anybody feel like saying, hey, man, if you listen to the Dave and Jeff podcast, you would have heard them say, quote, 97.3, I've had three people in that building tell me they are beating 1360. But nobody said, I didn't say, and they didn't say to me, Cilio's beating Hardwick. Yep. I have no idea. Dave and I speculated that it had to be on Padre Baseball. I believe we would probably be right on that. That's just an educated guess. But I read that all week. How many people started just taking that 97-3 beating 1360 and just ran with it like it was their own information? So that's why when James Clark, our buddy, breaks it tonight yeah, from East Village cool Times, credit. and AJ and Dennis gave him credit, you go, yeah, that's cool. I, I don't know for sure. I haven't seen the numbers. I'm just telling you what Intercom said. But stop putting shit out like, well, Cilio's beating Hardwick. Where'd you get that from? Maybe he is. But nobody said that to us. No. I haven't seen it anywhere else. You fucking dinks. <laughs> That's all I got. All right. Want to thank the people over at Barkley Landscape. Look, oh, doing a fantastic job. Ryan and his dad, Scott, have been in business for a long, long time. They're family. They're guys you can trust. Look, if you're tired of coming home every day and you're hating the way your yard's starting to look, we didn't get as much rain that we thought we were going to get heading into the summer. Right now, I bet your grass isn't looking as good as you thought it was going to look. 35 years in business. The guys over at Barkley Landscape can do a great job. Ryan and Scott, free estimates, commercial residential maintenance, artificial turf and sod insulation, lawn restoration, treatments, fertilization, you name it, they do it all. Look, got to give Ryan a call right now. Here's Ryan's number, 619 619- Six six nine eight thousand six one nine six six nine eight thousand. You know, summer's just around the corner, and you can start doing the barbecues, and people are going to start coming to your house. Father's Day is just about a month away. Look, you're probably going to have people over. You want it to look good. Don't waste any more time. Call Ryan over there at Barkley Landscape. He can help you out and make sure that your yard looks the way you dreamed it would be. He's out here fixing Dave's yard he right is. now. Oh my God, I got killed by rabbits. I had to fire the. Fire my regular maintenance guy. And Ryan says, you know what? I'll be there. I'll do it. Yeah. I'll do it. And guess what? He was here at 6 in the morning on Saturday. was here for two hours, and my lawn's coming back. Don't Can't believe him enough. Yep. Like, I would never have thought if I had not come down here on a regular basis that rabbits could do it. And the other thing that I didn't realize until I had this conversation earlier today with family members, I didn't realize that if you – Dave's got a really nice maintained lawn. 
Barkley, Ryan's helped him out yeah, a lot. Yeah, has helped me out a lot. But if you have some dead patches where something is going on that is a challenge and you're trying to figure it out, it's not just because you're being lazy. You just can't figure it out. The fucking HOA has the right to come around and start determining. Hey, you get a $500 fine. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah, I didn't get fined yet because Ryan buffed me out. And no joke. This has been a major <laughs> concern because you're like, yes, dude, I'm already paying my mortgage. I'm already paying, you know, an HOA. Yeah. Now you're going to hit me with 500 bucks. Like I'm just letting it go. But honestly, he, because he was here, he's probably going to save me 500 bucks just from getting that fine. Seeing that, hey, the guy's being proactive. Man, oh, man. I, David's funny. Uh, my my brother and his girlfriend, and there's always some weasel from the HOA walking around taking notes yeah. at everybody's yard. I never knew that could happen until you mentioned it. It's the second time I've heard it today. God damn, don't let that happen. No, not at all. Don't let that happen. Now, here's the other thing about Barkley that's great. So uh, when Chase Headley got designated for assignment, where everybody heard it first was here i didn't yeah. hear anybody suggest that idea and dave suggested that idea now keep in mind dave hates the padres we've known he's hated the padres for a long time but when dave came up with that i thought you know what and i gave you credit i said that's an interesting idea and i think you're right C kind of clear out the log jam open it up so the move becomes official and i tweet out hey diablo you nailed it to which my man ryan barkley said well i said it the day the trade was made <laughs> and I just asked where where did you say that <laughs> that's what you just asked him where where I mean who who'd you tell right did you tell your cat uh, so then he was red light Ryan on the uh, on Twitter but we need him to come out and not I love the before and after pictures yeah. Papa Bark follow him because the before and afters are so great you go don't you feel the same way where yeah, you go, I've I never like met it. these people, but I know the work's going to be fantastic. And when you see it, you're just like, God dang, like, I don't <laughs> even know who you are. I just want to come hang out and uh, and just check out the yard. God, they do a great job, man. 35 years of experience. Just understand anything you say to him, any ideas you suggest to him, he's probably going to take credit <laughs> for it. But the payoff's going to be that the yard... Dave, wouldn't you much rather have Ryan take credit for Chase Headley? Yes. And have the front yard saved? You aren't saved? kidding. You are not kidding. I've so if he saves the front yard, Ryan, yeah. that's it. You save the front yard, save Dave the money, then you're going to get full credit. You're going to hear in a couple of weeks, God damn, I'll tell you the one thing about Barkley. He was the first guy I heard say we should designate <laughs> Chase Headley for assignment. <laughs> uh, fantastic guy. And uh, and even better work, and that says a lot. Absolutely. The number again, 619-669-8000. Also, of course, Daniel, who's been great with us as oh, well. Oh, boy. He's a new, new sponsor, but he's stepped right up with the charity that we're trying to take care of. Superior Fence Company, Daniel Tyler, he's your guy. He started in 2005, 13 years in the business. Look, he specializes in the North County, but he takes care of all of San Diego County. He's your guy right there. You name the fence. You name what you want. As he says, they're all easy. I got it all down. I'm an expert. I'm a pro. Yeah, I can knock this whole thing out. Don't bother with anything else. Free estimates as well. Even Saturdays, you name the kind of fence you want. He's the guy to put it together. 760-745-4846. 760-745-4846. My brother uh, lives in Escondido. Yep. And... All of a sudden, I told you this story uh, last week. He had a rattlesnake and a squirrel 
fighting, like major fight in his backyard. And to me, you go, that that shit's pretty crazy. But the thing my brother did that was great is he has adopted a retired 10-year-old um, former guide dog. Yeah. Beautiful golden lab named Eden. And Eden is just a big baby. And she has come into my brother's life over the last couple of, I don't even know, she's been there six weeks. But for my brother and his girlfriend, she is a huge part of their family immediately. Beautiful uh, golden lab who loves just playing out back and likes it when her friend Jeff doesn't hit her in the eye with the tennis ball. But when she's back there, what I said to my brother is I go, dude, we got to figure something out here because she's not as fast as she used to be. And if there's rattlesnakes and things going on, I don't know that that Daniel can can be the end-all cure-all, but I'm going to put him in touch. Yep. And if you live in those areas, God, that freaks me out, man. That freaks me out. My, you know, my sons go back there and play, um, and and snakes to me, Dave, they are just crazy. And now when it gets hot, and you go any of these areas yeah. again, I don't know. I'm not going to speak. Uh, uh, I'm going to tell you, you're going to get incredible service from Daniel. But God, it's the first thing I thought of was, what about Eden? Yeah. What about Eden? What are we doing here? Like, stop telling me the story about the squirrel and the snake and getting the head cut. I don't need that part. I need to know what are you doing to make sure that this pup that we've known six weeks, who's so goddamn funny, all she wants is treats, that we know she's safe, as safe as she can be back here. So I put them in contact, and hopefully we get that all squared away. But if you're the same way, man, kids, grandkids, our, our pal Leisure Fryer. Yep. He's, I love he always talks about his grandkids and how much fun he has with them. And I, I just I think it's fantastic on Mother's Day. Shit, man. For your dogs, your cats, anybody back there, those snakes, just make sure that, that the fence oh, is I'm sturdy. worried about Leisure Fryer, those cataracts. He might not see it. He might not know what the hell he's doing. No shit. Leisure Fryer could be a guy that could be expendable. God damn. You know, you know what I, I'm gonna tell you the other part about Leisure Fryer in a second. I figured out what we're gonna do with Leisure Fryer. But go ahead. Give the number for Daniel. All right, Daniel. The way to get in touch with them again, the number is 760-745-4846. Also, don't forget about the website, San Diego Superior Fence.com. San Diego Superior Fence.com. And Twitter. Love these guys on Twitter. Yeah. It's SD Superior Fence. Perfect. So support all those guys. You know what we need to do? When Leisure Fryer... Shit, I, I don't know if he'll make it to August 1st. I yeah. hope he makes it there, but I think we're all kind of thinking. <laughs> Are you shaking your head no? I He's not going to make it. But if he does, it would be great. But if he doesn't, you know what we need to do with him? We need to have him just incorporated into a remodel that Alan Taylor does for TaylorMade Pools. Yeah. Right? I mean, yes. he's already digging the hole. That's true. That's true. Now, wouldn't it be... And shit, it might be at my place. Remember that movie, like The Fugitive, where they had the the tape outline of the body, and it was just kind of along the yeah. side. I wouldn't mind just having the actual carcass of Leisure Fryer, and just have beautiful tile put over him. Yeah, and people just look down at the bottom of the pool, and they're like, "What is that?" Because shit, that's boy. Yeah, Alan He's Taylor there. should hire Leisure Fryer. You're right. If anyone wants a six foot deep pool, he's an expert. That's yeah. it. He's <laughs> yeah. your guy. He knows exactly yes. how far it goes down. Let that be great. Just incorporate it. Or do we just 
Maybe we do this while I'm I'm just spitballing yes. here, everybody. I'm just spitballing at the end of the night. Maybe what we do, because we're classy. Yeah. We grind Leisure Fryer down. We just grind him down. We make him nothing but dust and bones. And then we have him made into decorative tiles. <laughs> <laughs> like those places. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? One. Yes, that's very nice. Look at you. A leisure fryer. Yeah. A decorative tile. And you know what we'll do for next year? Well, shit. We could probably have them done by the time the Christmas party's done. Yeah. And we could have it all done. We could probably do a nice design. You know, oh, you know what we could do? We'll have that picture of him in the muscle shirt showing off the pipes. Yeah, that's awesome. We could have him just... I just we just grind him fucking down. <laughs> Jackhammer him down. And then we just take all the dust in his remains and we yeah. make it into a beautiful decorative tile. I like it. And we uh, we raise money for a good cause or we just we sell them and we use that for beer money. <laughs> the way we're all good. How much are we going to get for a Leisure Fryer decorative tile? Can we get six bucks for it? <laughs> I think we can get six bucks. Six bucks Shit. a piece. We're in. We got to figure out what our break even point oh is. Oh my God. No kidding. All right. So we'll be, we're back tomorrow, correct? Uh, yeah, hang on. What about our man Blake and Travis? Oh, I'm sorry, Blake and Travis. Here we go. I'm sorry. <laughs> God. I got thrown off there. I got to mix this in a little bit better. Happy Plumbing, Blake <laughs> and Travis. They're your guys. Happy Plumbing, 619-433-4943. Blake and Travis, they're your guys to call. Plumbing needs. Everyone's going to need them. You just don't want to have to call them. Blake and Travis will make it very painless for you. Happy Plumbing. Dot com easiest way to get a hold of them 24-hour service seven days a week happy plumbing they understand emergencies they're never ideal but they're the guys to call upfront flat rate pricing no travel charges courteous uniform professionals licensed and insured don't forget drain cleaning as well they have the 99 dollars drain cleaning any drain don't hesitate blake and travis are there to help you out 619-433-4943 so great right yep. and, and do you know people i have friends that are like you don't have a brand new faucet. I'm going to put it in. You're like, calm the fuck down, Bob Vila. <laughs> yes. You're not going to do anything. Just call Happy Plumbing because you know what's going to happen when you go to put that new faucet in? You're going to fuck it up. <laughs> you are. There's none of you. Well, I watched on YouTube and I saw exactly how to do it. No, no, no. You're going to do something. You're going to have water streaming down the wall. The whole thing. I've uh, I have a friend who's working on a house in Mission Hills right now, house from like the 30s. Wow! But they're having issues with water, and I told him first thing, man. Blake and Travis, Happy Plumbing goes. God dang, he goes. I'd love to use them, but it's going through the insurance company right now. I just David, it's having lived it. It's one of those things where slab leak in the front or. Tricky uh, water heater, any of those kind of things, man. I just trust somebody. That's the thing that we tell you about every one of these guys that have been so great to sponsor this show. You can trust every one of them. They're all going to be there on August the 1st. Can't wait to see them. But uh, Blake and Travis, Happy Plumbing, just absolutely fantastic. And don't screw around and try to put a faucet in yourself. No kidding. Have the experts come out, do it the right way, set it the right way. And uh, set it, forget it. You'll never look back. Absolutely. So tomorrow we're back. We're doing another one tomorrow. We're set? I think so. Assuming okay. we're still here. Okay. <laughs> um, still here. Yeah. And do not use an 85-year-old man and stick him down the garbage disposal <laughs> to make decorative tiles. Fryer, we're not killing you. We're not making you into decorative tiles. Again, uh, go to our Twitter. 
find the GoFundMe. We will put it out. It's only a $25 donation. Gets you in the door. Wednesday night, August the 1st, 20th anniversary of the first broadcast of the Dave and Jeff show. You will be benefiting Stand Up to Cancer, The Alpha Project, Rancho Coastal Humane Society, Suicide Awareness, and we're also doing Clean Water through Charity Water. All wonderful organizations. We're going to tell you so much more about them, but we're going to have great door prizes. Our thanks to Disappointing Joseph, who is playing there on Twitter, Disappointing Jay. Our thanks to Tad Ryan, who leads them and has got all those guys to come down and and play for free that night. Our 80s cover band, support them. Sean Walchef, as I mentioned, uh, will be doing, and Cali Comfort are coming down doing pulled pork sandwiches for five bucks that are great. Um, Jim Trotter's making a donation. Uh, Matt Coyle's making a donation. Jim's on Twitter. Coyle's on there. I think at Coyle M. Please just go over and say hello and say, hey, thank you for what you're doing. And really, most importantly, for those of you that have already donated, some of you incredible sums of money. We're already, I think, close to two grand for a project that Dave and I are doing by ourselves, like when we have time. Um, thank you guys so much. It's just it's fantastic, and and, and it's going to be a hell of a night. Uh, we're doing limited edition Dave and Jeff shirts are going to be out that night, and some a bunch of other surprises that'll only be available that night. You're definitely going to want to be there. $25 donation per person gets you in the door. Can't wait to see you. Perfect. We'll have another podcast for you tomorrow. Times have changed and times are strange. Here I come, but I ain't the same. Mama, I'm coming home